millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Advertisers or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me for a special interview tonight, good friend of mine, man by the name of Andy Steele. Andy has been a guest on the show before. He is a very important person over there at Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. He's got his own program called 9-11 Freefall, and today we're going to be discussing the current efforts of architects and engineers to spread the truth about what really happened back on 9-11. Can you guys believe it's been 21 years coming up this uh, September? <coughs> Do me a favor, everyone, all you over there in the foxhole, if you're watching on Pilled, if you're watching on Foxhole, drop a red pill. If you're over there on Rumble, hit that plus sign. Let people know you enjoy the stream. Do me a favor. Share the broadcast on your favorite social platform, whether it's Gab or Pilled, Twitter, Truth Social, Facebook, if you're over there. I don't care where it is. Getter. Thank you very much. And to everybody over there on Getter, do me a favor. Let's see you in the chat tonight. All right. Without further ado, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Studies show our appearance directly affects our mental health. And many anti-aging supplements found on store shelves try to capitalize on that. Most of them fall short, though, and that's because they fail to get to the root of the problem. Now, the newest trend in anti-aging supplements is collagen. Research shows a good collagen supplement can help make your hair stronger and your skin more youthful while supporting healthy joints, bone, and gut health. But don't run to the store and just get the first collagen supplement you see. Grab Ageless Multi-Collagen, which can only be purchased online. Ageless Multi-Collagen's ingredients are held to the highest quality standards in the collagen industry. It's some of the purest quality collagen you can get. 
And I've unlocked a deal for my audience to get up to 51% off today by going to healthwithredpill.com or simply click the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. How's everybody doing tonight? I just want to give a big shout out to Angels Fly 17 over there on Getter. I see in the chat. Appreciate that. Thank you to everybody hanging out with us over on Rumble and the Foxhole as well. Uh, I see Debbie Roush uh, already over there in the chat on Odyssey. Thank you very much to Debbie and to Low Country Brooklyn, my mods. Really, really appreciate all the hard work you do. Of course, we got to say thank you to my mother as well. She's over there on uh, Rumble as well. Lisa is watching. She's over there in the back of the house. Before we get started... I just wanted to tell you guys uh, about what's going on here. This is so frustrating. Okay, so in the move here, our bed frame, our bed frame broke, and uh, one of the legs came unattached. And I had kind of been jerry rigging it so that we could use the bed. Obviously, it's an important thing. And finally, it just completely fell off, and I was unable to fix it. So I ordered a new bed frame, and when it arrived, it was broken. And so I've been waiting for this new bed to arrive. The problem is I already threw out the old bed frame. So we've got this mattress on the floor, and I i swear to God, I feel like an old man. This is the most my back has hurt in a, a long time from having to get up and, and out of bed from being on the ground. When I was a kid, like in high school, I remember having a mattress on my floor and like thinking it was like the coolest thing because you just roll right out of bed. Pretty as you please, no big deal. And now it's like I'm really feeling it. I Nobody ever told me that it was going to be this bad when I got into my 40s. I never would have expected it. Uh, so thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. We, we've got a couple of news stories I wanted to go over. We are going to do a, uh open forum call-in show at the end of the interview. Um, but Andy had a couple of other engagements, so we had to record this interview earlier today. It is a good interview. I encourage you guys to stick around. I am going to be here in the chat with you, so we'll be talking that way. And then once the uh, the interview is over, it's uh, it's an hour just like normal, uh, then we're going to go through a couple of these stories that I wanted to make sure you guys were aware of, and then we're going to do the open call-in. So sit back, relax, and here is the interview with Andy Steele. Actually, before I do that, I forgot I wanted to say thank you to a couple of people over here on Buy Me a Coffee. Incidentally, I set up a thing on Buy Me a Coffee, so you guys should be able to get a notification when I go live. And if you're following me and supporting me over there, uh, then please let me know. Okay, let me see. Mr. Vax says, wait till you're in your 60s. Yeah, uh, I can't even. I, I can't. I cannot wait. Uh, unfortunately, I know it's going to happen. And I've got 16 years, just over 16 years left. Uh, let's see, Shaylee at Back in the Day. She said, I appreciate all you do, and you too, Lisa. Shaylee, I got your emails uh, also as well. I just wanted to uh, notify you on that. Uh, Elle also bought us a coffee. Paige, she bought five coffees. Appreciate you. She said, love and all you do, Zach. Uh, love you and all you do. Congrats on all your recent milestones. As you say, you are the news now. Thank you for keeping it real. Thank you very, very much. Uh, also, someone sent me this comment, and it was definitely poignant, and it's something that I don't, I need to do a better job on, okay? I will totally cop to that. But he said, hey, Zach, I've been watching you for years, and I so appreciate your dedication. Also a friend of Bill for 10 years in August. Here's the thought. I wonder if you can call the cabal what it is, rather than naming it as the Democrats. I think it pigeonholes and insults all Dems as opposed to specific Dems, the elites or rhinos or black hats, etc. 
Uh, Some bad, very good people are still trusting that our current so-called leaders have our best interests in mind. And it's a rude awakening when you're a good person to find out that others may not be and have uh, and you may have been duped. I had an ex who I wouldn't believe was gaslighting me until I could deny it no longer. And I watched this administration gaslight the American people and felt like it was deja vu. It took me a long time to admit to myself that I was wrong and too forgiving and had to make sense of that. I feel for the kind-hearted Dems who have no clue and trust blindly. We all wake up at different places, and hopefully they will take off the blinders, a.k.a. masks, blessing and love. All right, so uh, someone makes an excellent point here, and I feel like I have said this in the past, but I know that I don't say it every single time that, you know, I attack the uh, radical left Democrats. Um, we obviously have a problem with uh, corruption and, uh, you, you know, just politicians across the board that don't care about the American people. Absolutely. We have rhinos and we have Democrats who are, uh, you know, completely in opposition to the best interests of the American people. Um, and the only reason that I consistently call out the Democrats is because we have a Democrat uh, in, you know, in office right now. And we have uh, uh, what looks to be Democrat control of Congress. So what we see rolled out here in America right now is the current uh, agenda of the Democrat Party. And it's the Democrats working with those rhinos and the corporations that sought to make sure Donald Trump wouldn't be able to come back into office. Um, so uh, you are totally right. It is across the board. And there are Democrats out there who are brainwashed and who don't realize that they've been gaslit and taken advantage of. And that's another reason why I've always said that we need to be here with open arms so that when these people wake up, uh, they can come to us and they, oh, thank you so much, honey. I need that. Uh, so that they can come to us and, uh, and, and we can, you know, explain things to them, show them what's wrong. Uh, you know, and, um, so, so you're right, someone, you're right. And I just need to have a, a, I need to try harder to ensure that my point is, uh, coming across as it should. It is corrupt people and corrupt, not people, just some corrupt evil entities, uh, that are in our government and, uh, and across the world. So, all right. So I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that. Oh, also Chris Willis. Uh, he said, yes, I'm cool. This is cool. I'm down. Uh, I'm out. Uh, I'm down and out right now so I can catch up on shows this week. I'm recovering from a kidney surgery prayers for Chris. Definitely. And then Margaret also said great informative show as always. Okay. So here we go, guys. We are ready to jump into the interview. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to go ahead and uh, look through these chats and see what's there. Thank you for the cookies over there on Foxhole. Frank's Staint J2 Danks is looking forward to another great interview. Thank you for all your dedication and hard work. Sean Joe and J2 Dank, thanks for those cookies. And here we go. Welcome, Andy Steele. Well, good evening, everyone, and thank you very much for joining me. Tonight is a special edition of Friday Night Livestream. Joining us tonight from architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, a friend of the program, Andy Steele. Andy's been here in the past, but tonight we're going to be discussing some of the new initiatives that architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth have been putting forward to try to spread as much information as they possibly can about the truth of what really happened on 9-11-2001. So please do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and without further ado, here's Andy Steele. 
All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and joining me once more today, returning guest, Andy Steele from Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Andy, how have you been lately? Uh, I've been great. We've been very busy trying to get the word out with our various projects, project due diligence. It takes a lot of work trying to get those uh, presentations going for engineers to uh, professional chapters like the ASC branches around the country. Luckily, we got some awesome volunteers here, great people who are hard at work, and they do it for free, too, uh, getting those things scheduled. So that's been occupying a lot of my time, and you know, we got the book out. Uh, which we'll be talking about, you know, getting everything ready because uh, another 9-11 is coming our way here. Uh, yes. 20, what is it? 21 years? 22 years? It's hard to keep track. Now, once you get past the 20th anniversary, it's like, uh, you know, every other year it's kind of blends together. But it's coming up and uh, it's another time to remember exactly what we do this for and the families and all the people that died on that day. Absolutely. You know, I, I, it does seem kind of insane to realize it is. I guess it'll be 21 years. So the idea that that long ago, you know, collectively as a nation, we went through this and, you know, even more specifically, as you point out, I mean, the the tragedy that the families had to incur. Um, I, I do want to uh, talk a, a little bit about the uh, documentary, because last time you were here, you guys were still in the process of uh, getting it put together and it hadn't quite come out yet. But what is Project Due Diligence? Project Due Diligence is the initiative of our CEO, Roland Angle, and he's been doing it for a number of years, and it's a really heavy push. I mean, think of like D-Day for outreach to the engineering community. So what we do is we are actually bringing the evidence to these professional chapters, uh, right now mainly the ASCE, but we're going to other places too. Sometimes we even pick up a Chamber of Commerce meeting along the way somewhere local. Um, <clears throat> but we have engineers all over the country, and they basically just go to these uh branches. Sometimes it's done virtually, sometimes it's done in person, depending on the branch preferences. Uh, And they present the evidence. We're focusing on World Trade Center 7 right now because it's such an obvious smoking gun. It's it's the gateway to 9-11 truth for so many people. Uh, And we're just doing that outreach and talking to those engineers and people say, oh, why reach out to the ASCE? It's these organizations that have kind of kept the official story fires burning all of these years. Well, First of all, NIST always defends itself by saying, well, the ASCE backs up our, uh, our our official reports, right? So if we can get some kind of change in attitude in the leadership there at the ASCE, uh, get them to reanalyze uh, this, this these reports and maybe come up with a different opinion out of that organization. That's the great thing about organizations. It's not just one person. It's always changing. Then that takes that leg right out from under NIST. And, com- and when you put that with all of the other stuff that we're doing, uh, I mean, right now we're even suing NIST uh, based off of the request for correction that we sent to them. Hard work being done there by our director of strategy, Ted Walter. Uh, when you, you know, you know, when you put that on there, it is a full on assault. Unfortunately, the New York Times doesn't report on these things, so I have to do it, and uh, AE does it through our bulletins. But that's why we need your supporters out there, your your viewers, to spread the word about all the uh, stuff that we're doing here at AE. 
Well, you know, obviously you guys do a great job, and I've caught uh, several episodes of your own show since uh, the last time we spoke. And, uh, you know, that's an extremely important way to do it, especially in today's world. The alternative media uh, is really taking off and gaining a lot more credibility, uh, especially when compared to the lies of the mainstream media. And certainly the cover-up of what really happened on 9-11 is, uh, you know, one of the hottest topics that I can imagine. Um, You know, in regards to reaching out to these professional organizations, obviously Arkansas Architects and engineers are professionals, so it makes a lot of sense to me that you would go to these organizations directly and attempt to do outreach in that way. Has it become easier over the years for you and your organization to reach people? I mean, I feel like every single day that goes by, more and more people are waking up and kind of realizing that they've been lied to about so many things, 9-11 being first among them for a lot of people. Yeah, and I knew that was going to happen years ago. I knew that things were going to get so crazy that people would just start looking back at things like 9-11 and say, hey, you know that guy I talked to on the street 10 years ago? He may have had a point there. I'll tell you what, and I've been in this for a very long time. I started to I started to open my eyes slightly in 2006, and then I was uh, full-blown saying, yeah, this was a controlled demolition in 2007. So I've got, I've got to see the progression of the movement for all these years, and uh, one thing I've noticed is that you don't have that kind of visceral, angry reaction when you talk about this anymore right. with people. Even people I know who uh, at first would get offended by this or just, you know, then change into, uh, you know, laughing at me for doing this have now said, yeah, yeah, I think you have a point there. You know, yeah. so you have that. There's there's an apathy out there because people are being bombarded with so much these days to say, you know, what can you do about it? Um, but I think we're going to overcome that because you mentioned the mainstream media and, and also alternative media, how we're being taken more seriously now. I mean, mainstream media is an absolute joke. Uh, it, it is the reputation now of the mainstream media. Even when you watch fictional movies and things like this, I mean, they're portrayed in a negative light. They're portrayed as spinning and not telling the truth to uh, their audiences. And you can see this when uh, CNN tried to do some kind of internet broadcast. I forgot what it's called, like CNN, CNN Plus, Plus or something like that. <laughs> oh, man, that thing tanked. Uh, that thing tanked in record time. It felt free fall acceleration. Um, and that is a good thing because it yes. shows just how bankrupt they are. The only advantage they have still is that if there's some some kind of event like a September 11th that happens again, they can put a camera on the street and bring it to everyone's attention. So I always say, you know, turn the TV on, put it on mute, and, and you know, listen to a show like yours uh, while it's happening because uh, that's where you're going to get any kind of real analysis and truth, and you can watch the pictures on the television. And at some point, the alternative media, because there's people that are becoming bigger giants, you know, bigger uh, – Bigger than 9-11 freefall, and we only cover our own little niche here on, on my show, but people are becoming bigger giants. that We may even have that capability to cover it as it's happening. So the alternative media is going to be the new media. Everything is going towards the Internet, uh, and I just think that our time is going to come. They're going to look back at this, and uh, we're going to get some kind of acknowledgement from this government. The sooner the better, in my opinion. So do, do you do you think that we're going to get some kind of acknowledgement from like the current administration? Like, have you received any signals on that point? Or do you just mean that it's inevitable at some point the federal government is going to have to address all of these questions that are out there? 
I believe it. I believe that things are just in a in a spiral where uh, it's just going to be known. You know, I, I served in the Peace Corps in Uzbekistan, um, and the TV they watched was Russian television, mm-hmm. and so I watched a lot of Russian TV when I was over there. And they would talk. There was all these specials talking about atrocities that happened during the Soviet Union times, and they yeah. were very open about it at that point. Whereas, like in the eighties, there's no way you would have seen this stuff on TV. So I think that at some point things are going to come to a head, and I don't ask me what that's going to be i just kind of look at history and trends and things like that and i just feel at some point it's going to come to a head and they're going to revisit this and say um that this is probably what happened but i think we'll also get an official acknowledgement too i've had a guest on my show was talking about bloody sunday uh you know atrocity that happened yes. over in europe and it took years for them to acknowledge uh what really happened on that day same thing with a soccer stampede uh, they happened in England. You know, it took years, but they got an acknowledgement of what really happened. Originally, they had blamed the people for causing it, but it turned out it was a, uh, a bad, bad uh, decisions by the police officers, I believe, involved. <clears throat> and I think it's the same thing is going to happen here. And I'd like to see it happen from an official uh, body. Uh, you see all this, all this focus on the elections and things like that. And, you know, I'm not talking partisan Democrat or Republican because there's good and bad to both sides. Um but, you know, but they're very concerned because there is a grassroots uprising on both the right and the left here because uh, mm-hmm. people want something different. And I think people are sick of seeing people like ourselves at 18 and 11 Truth shut down when we have the facts. See, that's the thing. The other side, they don't really have the facts. You know, they tried to throw out factoids in the beginning, things that got debunked on their side after, a fish, you know, more uh, study of this happened. Um, so now it's just ridicule and censorship. They're trying to censor the internet, uh, you know, keep people like us from having a voice. And even though this is, it seems dark at this moment, I say this is a good thing because it show it's the last, it's the last refuge of scoundrels throughout history when they have to go to this kind of level of censorship. So that's why I stay optimistic and hopeful. That's why we keep on doing what we're doing. And I really believe just like a, you know, one of those uh, old trees that has weathered storms for hundreds of years. We're going to be still standing at the end of this, and people will really know what happened. Andy, I have to say, I completely agree with you. Now, something like a Truth and Reconciliation Commission, you know, I mean, at a certain point, it is going to be as obvious as it possibly can be. They're going to be forced to actually discuss the true nature of what's been going on uh, because people are, are choosing to hold them to account. We've had more and more people every single day waking up to a number of different truths. And 9-11, you know, is paramount as far as I'm concerned because of what it implicates, you know, who is implicated in this uh, horrific event uh, and all of the lies that were required to keep it uh, covered up and, you know, the the untold number of deaths that occurred as a result of uh, U.S. going into foreign wars and lands. Uh, you know, this is like a, a domino that set off a number of different chain reaction events as a result of it. And uh, the people of America have just continued to get more and more information. And as you said, the Internet is a huge part of that. It's almost impossible to keep things quiet. And censorship and uh, ridicule is really the only tool they have left in their arsenal. Now, uh, in regards to the uh, speed of information on the Internet, uh, have you guys uh, uh, been continuing to work on getting, you know, maybe perhaps additional footage or uh, new data, maybe um, firsthand witness accounts from uh, from that day? Oh, we're always studying. I mean, people send in stuff to us all the time. Uh, sometimes it doesn't pan out, obviously. But, you know, I, I will 
research it, um, call people who are on the scene, you know, even to, to the point where I'm, I'm looking up uh, some some old uh, shoe repair store that had moved now, has moved now after the World Trade Center destroyed their business. But, you know, talking to the some old guy who was there 20 years ago. So we're always doing that kind of stuff. I'm looking at some stuff now. I'm not ready to reveal, but just in terms of studying the videos and, and per, maybe some new information. So we're always looking at things. And I always encourage people, look, if you know, if you saw something, say something. You know, it's we're, we're, we're two decades here after the event took place. It's never too late for justice and, and get your story on the record. If you don't want to bring it to us and get it out there yourself or talk to uh, a reporter or talk to somebody from, you know, shows like yours or, or other alternative media sites. But get your story on the record. And uh, that's what the to me what the Internet is for. And that's what my show is for. I bring uh, 9-11 Freefall. I bring on all of these different people who have been beating the drum on this issue for years. And, you know, we, 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 we push for activism, for justice. Uh, but also I want to create a record so that in the future, when sociology classes are studying this period of history and saying, how the heck did they keep this? so uh under wraps for so many years you know what why did anyone do anything i want i want the future to see that a lot of people were doing things because that's how change happens you know i think we're uh, under we're, we're poorly served by movies that uh you know they're about a conspiracy and then you show like one hero coming out and the whole thing is solved in five minutes and the movie ends that's not how real world the real world works uh i mean i always use the example of abolition of slavery that took a long time and i'm not an expert on this period of history, but I know it took a very long time and a lot of people, all hands on deck, make, uh, working to make that happen. You know, And that is what's going to happen with this as well. It's not just about any one person out there or any one group. It's about a lot of people doing small things uh, well every single day. I actually heard a piece of World War II propaganda that said that small things done well every day are going to be what is going to be what wins this war for us. And the same thing applies to this issue. So if you've got some kind of small thing that you want to do even writing your congressman or even getting on the phone and leaving them a voicemail saying get behind the bobby McElvain act that's draft legislation that we have for a new investigation uh in congress we introduced that a few years ago it's you know we're still looking to get that passed if uh they're willing to pick that up you know call your congressman and say something i mean you know and if everybody does like a little thing all the time then that adds up and it leads to big victories so, incidentally, you mentioned uh, this draft legislation. Uh, I think in November we're going to see uh, uh, quite the sea change in Washington, D.C., because there's a lot of brand new candidates, first time uh, politicians that are going to be running and hopefully winning. <clears throat> we have a record number of Democrats that chose just not to run again because of the state of the country <laughs> and the likelihood that they probably wouldn't win their, their race. Uh, and then uh, on the other side of the aisle, we've also got uh, just a ton of new candidates that uh, have been uh, you know uh, just moved to run as a result of all the craziness that we're seeing in this country how can people take a look at that draft legislation and uh, you know what would be the best way that perhaps they could get it into the hands of these uh, these candidates I, I i have a couple of friends who are running for congress and i would uh, like to hand it off to them you can go to our website it's at the bottom of the page um, if you have trouble finding it, just email us. I'll help you find it. And I believe, you know, and I haven't checked it in a while, but I believe you can download it off there. If not, write to us, and I'll be happy to give you a copy of the legislation. But that's the reason that we made it. 
You know, the thing is, it's very difficult when you got an issue like this because there's so much to it. We only focus on the science of the building demolitions, of course. Um, but, you know, to say, oh, we want a new investigation, okay, that, that's a goal. But we sat back and we said, well, let's do most of the work for them. You know, let's give a name to it. So it was the Bobby McElvain Act. So now you're talking about a specific thing. So that's the key to any kind of activism protest is to have a specific goal in mind. That's some broad, you know, we want to make the, the world safer right. uh, kind of approach. But like, look, do this specific thing. That's actually what I've heard. And again, I'm not an expert on Occupy Wall Street, but that's what I heard Occupy Wall Street started as, is a 1% tax on, uh, I believe it was you know, uh, earnings from stocks or something like that, but they had a specific message at the beginning and then it got kind of lost as other people came in and it was, they lost their message and it just became about every, uh, complaint that they had under the sun. And, you know, that's too bad for that group of people, uh, for their, for their, you know, movement or whatever. And any movement is when you lose a perspective on what you're specifically looking for. So yeah, when you go to your congressman, say, you know, will you get behind the Bobby McElvain Act, for instance? And if they ask you what that is, explain it to them. Direct them to AE nine one one Truth. Uh, tell them about the request for correction in the lawsuit uh, against NIST. Learn up about the evidence. It's not that hard. I mean, we have engineers, and typically we have engineers that go to our presentations to speak to other engineers. But the evidence itself is intuitive and there's there's bad apples out there and the you know they claim to be truthers but they're they're saying that you have to be an engineer to understand this no you don't all you have to do is live on planet earth and have experienced physics and you can look at building seven fall and say you know that doesn't look right and we got so many materials that you can look at um on our site you can download to bone up on this i i I, we put it even in a a graphic novel form to make it entertaining for you as well so um there's ways that you can learn it and basically it just comes down to some very basic concepts that anybody can understand so you can talk about this out there just like us at ae well speaking of the graphic novel let's talk about that uh born on 9 11 uh what was the impetus for this and uh and i understand you put it together yourself yeah, uh, here I actually got a cop. I got my copy of it here. Cool. That's it. That's that's my bookmark. Um, I mean, I, I'm not reading my own book, but there's parts that I like to cite <laughs> sometimes. Like, I wonder what happens at the end. But uh, that's it right there. Born on 9/11, and yeah, the idea basically was uh, as simple as I'd like to do something cool for the movement. You know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom made me watch JFK, and you know, AE doesn't get into that stuff, but my mom always had questions about that. And I was the big was fan myself. <laughs> It was back in the days of the two VHS tapes rubber banded together oh, yeah. from Blockbuster. Yep. And, um, and I, you know, I thought, oh, this is a grown up movie. I'm not going to like this. But I, you know, I was interested. And, you know, I remember the impact that that had. And so I said, you know, the 9 11 Truth Movement needs its own version of this. Now, I don't have the resources that Oliver Stone does to be able to hire actors and audition them and, uh, you know, all this stuff. But I, I, I'm an artist, I was in college. Uh, I can do this. It's something I kind of got away from, you know, over the years as kind of 9-11 truth grabbed me and put me in a different direction. But I said, I can do this for the movement. So I wanted to do something cool. I wanted to come up with a new way for people to experience the evidence or be able to take it beyond just the standard, you know, documentary format, which is valuable, too. But everyone's kind of used to that after mm-hmm. all these years. So we did it. Um we, uh, you know, I, I did all the pictures for it. That's this right here. And it's basically you know, a graphic novel is like a really big comic book. So it's a nice story. It's a really good story. It's gotten endorsements from Rosie O'Donnell uh, right there. 
She's an actress uh, and uh, comedian. Uh, Michelle Little, the sister of FDNY firefighter uh, David Weiss, and uh, Kamala Bade, uh, an engineer on our board. And, of course, Graham McQueen, who's really well-known in the 9-11 Truth Movement. He wrote the paper documenting the uh, 118 accounts of explosions by first responders on that day. So it's available at AE911truth.org. It's the story of a uh, 18-year-old kid. It's, it's set in 2019, and he's born on the day of September 11th, just as his father, who's a New York City firefighter, dies in the North Tower that day. Uh, as he approaches his 18th birthday, he comes across information from architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, and he starts kind of slowly coming out of the closet about his own suspicions, uh, you know, about uh, why why the buildings came down. And as he does so, um, there's other forces that, I, as we well know here in the real world, that want to keep this suppressed. So it starts triggering some of these forces to to work against him. Um, I had a lot of fun making this too. It took me it took me four years because I had to get my confidence up and my art abilities. You know, when you don't do something for a while, it kind of stagnates. Right. Um, but it kind of reawakened this in me. So maybe I'll do a uh, more more graphic novels in the future but yeah and it's uh you know you can get it at our store it's a 400 page book so you'll be getting your money's worth from it and uh we're looking to see if we can get it on amazon there's just a few hurdles that we uh have right to get over in terms of the, uh, the logistics of it uh but that was basically the inspiration i wanted to give the movement something new and exciting to uh you know for the 20th anniversary last year along with the other things that we were doing well, I think that's great. I, I mean, you know, oftentimes in this space, arts and entertainment is um, kind of uh, a neglected area. You know, I mean, people are always making videos and putting out, uh, you know, truth or videos, you know, hardcore facts and stuff. But to make it dynamic and to put it into a different form like that, that would really make people think. I mean, there's a whole market of people out there that might not otherwise see the information on your website or uh, take a look at your YouTube channel. Uh, but as a comic book guy myself as a graphic novel lover myself you know to be able to pick up something like that and actually uh, go through it and uh, you know maybe get something new I, I think that's pretty awesome yeah and i'll tell you what i'm glad you're a comic book guy because you can you can identify with this i i write in the preface for this that you know i was into comic books back before it was considered cool and actually back when it was considered remarkably uncool right and uh and you know, but you see, I've seen over the years and, you know, I'm not, I'm not at the comic book shops now, you know, reading every issue or anything. Um, but I've seen what they've done with the movies and stuff. And so it went from being uncool to being cool. And now there's people who, you know, claim to be these comic book nerds, but they look like models just sort of dressed up on YouTube videos. And, (laughs) you know, so it shows that if you stand by something long enough, it's time will come. And, this will be the case with 9-11 Truth. That's the point I make in this preference, that you know there was a period where this was considered to be some kind of fringy, crazy conspiracy stuff, but now people are coming around, and I believe that at some point, it's going to be cool to be a in the 9-11 Truth movement. People are going to be claiming that they were in the 9-11 Truth movement long ago, even if they weren't. Our time is coming, so just stick with it and uh, wait for the, the tide to come in. It, uh, it'll become en vogue, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and that's an excellent point because, I mean, new information is still coming out. I mean, I mentioned the uh, documentary that you guys were working on, but there was a case in the U.K. Uh, that uh, uh, just revealed some new information. I believe that's connected to your documentary, correct? Well, what we what's going on in the U.K. is that we have a, a well, we're, the brother of a 9-11 victim, uh, the, the, the brother's name is Matt Campbell. The, the victim uh, is named Jeff Campbell. He died 
on September 11th. Um, He's pursuing a new inquest into his brother's death because the first one, uh, you know, did really look too too in-depth into the cause of death. And, of course, the new information is everything that we've been beating the drum on all of these years. And we're actually very hopeful about this. We've got a great barrister pursuing this. And if he's able to get this, this could be a big game changer because if they have to acknowledge it, even though it's in the U.K. and it's out of U.S. jurisdiction, it's not something that can be simply ignored. Um, so we've been talking about this, promoting this a lot. We're still following it, uh, you know, and when these things are happening, especially through a legal system, it's not like there's a development every single day. These things can take a long right. time. So uh, it's still going on. I want to let your viewers know that if, even if they haven't heard about it for a few months, it is still going on and uh, we keep our eye on it. And you may even hear about some uh, more about it pretty soon. So, yeah, that's what we have going on in the UK, and it's actually been picked up by the mainstream media and given uh, given fair coverage by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we wish them well, and of course, we want them to succeed because that would be a big step for you know this uh, this movement that we've been working so hard at for all these years. Well, tell us a little bit about the documentary itself as well. Are, are you following uh, uh, the uh, the man who's trying to get justice for his brother? Is it just interviews with his family, or is it something that uh, creates more of a storyline like the comic? Well, the, uh, the Unspeakable, I believe you're referring to, yeah. that was the film that we put out one year ago. It was made by Dylan Avery of Loose Change fame. A oh, lot yes. of people say that that Loose Change was the... Uh, was a film that got all of this started. It's the reason that we're all here. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, uh, you know, he still does 9-11 films. And, uh, yeah, in this film, it follows the stories of four family members and friends of victims. Uh, it's also got some experts in it as well. But uh, it follows them. They talk about why they are in this movement, why they're pursuing justice. And we can get a sneak peek into their lives and how this issue has affected them over the years. And, of course, the Campbell family is included in that. We had a crew out in the U.K. who uh, filmed that, followed them around. Very interesting, too, to kind of see uh, as I said, had this Im- the impact of this issue on people, you know, as they have to kind of move along here 20 years after it took place. And, of course, Bob McElveen is in it, too. Some very moving scenes with him. Um, and, you know, this things that you don't think about. This is, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fiction writer also uh, with, with this book, and I like details. I like thinking about things that people don't normally ponder when uh, pursuing something like 9-11 Truth. For instance, Bobby McElveen's bedroom. We get to see it there oh, wow. in the uh in the film you know um and they, they still got that uh, kind of set up uh, as he left it and so you know it really puts a human face on this issue and you know again reminds us why we do this and it's something that's easy to lose sight of as you move forward and you know we do this every day talk about the evidence and you know and it can boil it down to numbers and formulas and debates about uh you know, the acceleration of a downward acceleration of a building, but it's about humans. It's about the people who went to work that day thinking they were going to come home and did not, you know, and, and Bobby McElvain wanted to be a writer. According to Bob, he had ideas for books and he was very talented. And I mean, think about all the books that weren't written as a result of this soul not being here on earth. So it takes a dramatic look at the families. It's not as evidence heavy as other films because we've covered that. And, you know, the evidence is the evidence. I mean, the, the evidence was what it was 10 years ago. It doesn't change because it's the fact. It's like saying the sky is blue on a clear day. Right. Um, that doesn't change after 10 years. 
So, you know, we were looking at angles and different angles of this now to really drive home why this is so important. And of course, we we're working, uh, we're looking to work on a new film, uh, to come out in the fall, uh, that's going to look at the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of their common things that they say is, though, this has been debunked years ago. Actually, if you read mainstream media articles about this, I've noticed that they always start off the same way. They say 19 hijackers with box cutters hijacked planes and they went into the buildings yeah. and the buildings came down because of structural failure from the fires. And it's like they have to they have to assert that in your mind in the first paragraph. And then they say these wildly debunked theories. So we're going to be taking that issue on in this new film. Uh, that's cut, that we're going to be working on over this summer. So a lot of interesting stuff here. And I, I like this. I like this approach because, again, we've already covered a lot of the evidence, but now we're looking at these other aspects of uh, the cover-up. You know, how does the mainstream media keep something like this contained all these years? To us, it's sort of intuitive because we follow it. But there's a lot of people who are very casual about these things. And they say, oh, you know, wouldn't the uh, media have picked up on this? Isn't there some reporter out there? who would want to have the story of the century. Well, you know, we, we sort of, we're going to start addressing that because I can see how it would be covered up. I can see all the socio- sociological effects uh, of a big lie like this on a society, but uh, you know, your average person who doesn't follow it might not. So I think it'll open a lot of eyes. I like what I'm hearing here. You know, first of all, the human interest aspect of it. I mean, what better reason uh, than that to, to ask for a new investigation? I mean, clearly, What you guys have put together, the evidence you've shown over the years, lets us know, in my opinion, proof positive that we were lied to. And for some reason, they felt the need to cover this up and to give us this uh, this tall tale, something that would be physically impossible. So, you know, that's the real question for me. Why are they lying about it? For what reason would it be that they couldn't just admit to us that something completely different happened on that day? But the effects uh, and the long lasting, like the pervasive effect on these individuals, uh, the families who had people who died on 9-11, but also the, the collective psychological damage for the country. You know, I mean, like every single person in America and probably many, many people all over the world were able to watch one of the most traumatic things I can possibly imagine. You know, uh, uh, an attack by someone in some fashion at the heart of America, something that I think a lot of people believed could never happen. It just uh, a physical impossibility. And yet, for some reason, it did. They felt the need to lie about it. And then places such as the mainstream media felt the need to perpetuate that lie. And you're absolutely right. There is this uh, collective uh, uh, programming that happens with every single article, whether it's, you know, Newsweek or it's a story on CBS or it's CNN. Every single time they give the official narrative, reinforcing that in people's mind so that they will just continue to go along. Uh, And people, I mean, generally speaking, have a desire to fit in. (laughs) You know, I mean, in a societal sense, people don't want to stand out against the crowd. And for many years, it was simply just... Just unacceptable for the mainstream uh, general public to believe that there was anything other than what they were told. And so they just get that same story over and over and over again. And I think we're in a really unique position right now because the lies of the mainstream media have been exposed in the last couple of years in uh, you know a, a way that's wholly different from anything we've seen in recent memory. And uh, this is the time for the truth of 9-11 to come out. I truly do believe it. Yeah, I mean, the emperor is naked right now, and everybody, more and more people see it. Um, 
And we just got have to have people, you know, face reality again. And it doesn't mean that America is bad or the people right. here are bad. I don't think of you know, the president, the, you know, the current one or even past ones as uh, representing the country. I mean, I guess in an official capacity, but it's, you know, it, it's like having a, a person for a job, hiring a person for a job and they do a bad job or they do something wrong and they get rid of them. They put in a new person. It's a system. The government is just a system for right. trying to, you know, uh, run an entire society with 300 million people in it. But, you know, the, the real spirit of America is the people at home, the culture, the music, the art, everything that makes us who we are. And so acknowledging this isn't an acknowledging some kind of fault in ourselves. Even if you bought the official story, I mean, a lot of people did. I did initially, you know, for like six years. So it doesn't make you a bad person. And I think we got to get past that. This this mental barrier that people have. So there's you know there's nothing to protect here for yourself. Acknowledging what really happened on September 11th is not going to hurt you in any way. It might it might affect some people who were in office at that time mm-hmm. and some people who continue to perpetuate the corrupt. But for the average American, um, you know you're in the clear there. So there's no harm in, in simply looking at the facts and seeing where they are going to lead. And so, you know, how do we move on as a country if we get a full date or a full acknowledgement of 9-11 truth? I always say, you know, the, 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 the day after 9-11 truth, you know, is America going to fall apart? I don't think so. And I'll go back to slavery. Slavery was a terrible thing that happened in sure. this country. I mean, read the personal narratives and stuff. It's not just forcing people to work for you. I mean, there was torture and things going on. Terrible thing. You know, but we moved on as a country after that because we focused not on the bad people that did these things. I mean, we talk about them and acknowledge how terrible it was, but we also focus on the heroes that stood against it, that, that also made up America. And so I think we can do the same thing here. Look at all of the great people who came from every walk of life, all these architects and engineers, the people in other areas of study of 9-11, who stepped forward, answered the call for the future, and did what they had to do to get this issue to the forefront. I think we will be a better country after 9-11 truth is acknowledged and a stronger one. And we can actually be what we tell we, you know, what the TV tells us we are in a very cynical way. I think we can actually live up to that, uh, you know, to that uh, legend of this country. So just be unafraid and step forward and speak the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a there's a promise, the American promise. You know, I mean, what we could be if we had a full and true accounting of what happened on that day, you know, and you're right. It is the system. Certainly there were bad individuals uh, who made a, you know, a number of different uh, decisions that affected our lives on that day and the story that was told from there on out. Uh, But the system itself, the the corruption inherent in it is what's self-perpetuating and and ensuring ensures that things like this will continue to happen. I mean, I think for a lot of people, 9-11 is representative of a much larger problem, because this is certainly not the only thing that we've been lied to about, uh, and this is certainly not the only thing that's been covered up, and and people have been unable to get to the truth about. But it's, for a lot of people, I think, one of the most impactful events that happened in American history. And, uh, it you know, if we can get to the truth of this, then we can potentially get to the truth of a lot of other things. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, I mean, the first, well, there's a video out there and I can't find it anymore. A lot of stuff has been memory hold on YouTube, Yeah, but it talks about the importance of not just the leader, but the first follower, you know? So if you go out and you start speaking on an issue and no one's paying attention to you, 
um, you know, you're doing a service there. But if I step forward and say, hey, this guy's got a point, you know, and then start drawing attention to it and being the first follower, uh, that's also just as important an important role. So, you know, basically, even if you're just like somebody at home who is uh, kind of casually following this, be talking about this unafraid, unapologetically, talking about physics and common sense, which really the, the World Trade Center evidence boils down to, uh, has an impact. I remember when I first started waking up to this, I was doing a job in New York City, and there was I found my first fellow truther, because <laughs> everyone else that I talked to this about either never heard of it or didn't want to hear about it, but the first guy who would actually come across the stuff. And what he would do is uh, be what I call a human radio. He's sitting on the subway train talking about it loud, not obnoxiously so, but out loud, and other people would hear it. I could see people eavesdropping on the conversation. That has a value as well. So every little thing you do, it's like ripples in a pond when you throw a rock in it. You know, it touches everything else. And that's actually something that I tried to uh, capture in the book, you know, the impact that somebody can have, even if you don't know it. I mean, somebody woke me up by uploading a, a, a video about 9-11 Truth to a video site, much like YouTube, it wasn't YouTube, um, you know, and it was supposed to be about uh, cartoon videos was supposed to be the, the theme of it, but they just uploaded this 9-11 thing and they woke me up. And I've done a few things for 9-11 Truth, uh, you know, over the years that have helped move things forward. And so that person had an impact just by uploading a video, but they I, they don't know that. I You know, I don't know who that was. So think about your own actions in that way too. You know, you hand a brochure to somebody on the street you know, maybe you're handing it to the next uh, congressman out of that state, and he's going to take the Bobby McIlvain Act forward. That's how life works. We all affect each other. So just Absolutely. know that your work is having an impact. Good stuff. Let's talk real briefly about the uh, the NIST lawsuit that you mentioned. What's the status of that? Where are we at? Yeah, I mean, we're still waiting, and that is being done by uh, Ted Walter. And that is, you know, like I said about legal matters, it doesn't all happen in two hours right. like in a movie. So we're still uh, waiting on further word with that. But that is based on a request for correction that was submitted to NIST. Of course, they gave a very subpar answer to us uh, where we can point out everything that they got wrong. I mean, in the case of NIST, they got... They left out parts of the building. That's the simplest way I can boil it down. They left out critical structural features inside Building 7 that when you actually add them to the analysis, it makes this analysis completely erroneous, impossible to happen. Um, and, you know, we're discovering new things now that NIST completely got wrong. So it's not even just a matter of having a difference of opinion. They get facts on the ground completely wrong here. Um, if this was a test in school, they would get a big fat F. So, you know, but you know, so we submit the request for correction. They're standing by their reports. So we are taking them to court on that. And, you know, we're waiting for further developments on that. Um, and then we're going to see where that goes. So in the best case scenario, let's say you guys win the lawsuit, what would transpire? Would, would NIST have to uh, issue a public uh, you know, retraction? Would they be forced to completely revise and, and create a brand new uh, uh, report on what happened that day? Uh, or would it be something larger than that? Well, and now keep in mind, this is Ted Walter's uh, initiative here. So he's got all the details and okay. all of the steps. But basically, they would have to uh, they would have to at the very least defend their claims better. You know, so like, for instance, uh, the photos show that the fires were out in the area where the where 
NIST says the collapse started, right? Well, their whole scenario, because what their claims are is that the fires got so hot that they caused these uh, beams framing into a girder to push the girder off of its seat. <laughs> um, you know, but and, and so that's called thermal expansion. You can't have thermal expansion if you don't have raging fires. So they, they got to come up with an answer for that. And, of course, they can't. You know, right. so that's why they that's why they uh, stonewall. But they, they they would have to at the very least defend their claims or come up with some kind of rational explanation or just rerun the analysis, which is all we've been asking them to do for years. And I advise this to your audience. You know, I got a debunker. A guy still trolls me, but he wanted to come on my show one time, so I brought him on the show and I asked him at the end of the show, you know, what harm is there in simply rerunning the analysis? And he even had to admit there's no harm in rerunning the analysis. Well, you know, how's that different than a new investigation? Right. You know, I asked him, are you going to sign the petition? Because it sounds like you agree with us. He he (laughs) balls and I let him off the hook, you know, but basically it's such a common sense thing. If you've got something wrong, then fix it. But they don't. I mean, in the instance of um, of uh, the dust, when they did the analysis on the dust and they found the chemical signature of of the incendiary used to bring these buildings down, the nanothermite, you asked Nest, you know, well, what did your dust tests uh, come up with? And they said that, you know, we didn't do them. Well, why didn't you do them? Well, we don't expect to find anything. Well, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it's circular logic. Right. doesn't make any sense, but that's the point because they know they're up against the wall on this thing. Um, you know, release the input data that for your computer seven models. Uh, they won't do that. They say it'll jeopardize public safety. Well, how would it jeopardize public safety? The building doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, well, you know, a terrorist, a terrorist could use that information to bring down a building. Well, you basically said that it was just fires. So, yes. you know, starting a fire and running, that's not really some kind of high tech James Bond stuff, right? You know, so, I mean, uh, you know, it just does, it defies logic. It defies common sense. And they're counting on people not knowing enough about this or not enough people knowing about this to make a stir. And they can just kind of stonewall and, and, you know, put their head up to the American public and hope to uh, survive the next couple of decades not having to be accountable for this. Of course, we're looking to change that. Uh, it's almost... Uh, it's it, like the idea that you wouldn't be able to understand this stuff if you aren't an architect or, or an engineer is a little bit like uh, the Katanji Brown Jackson saying that she wasn't a biologist, so she didn't know what a woman was. You know, I know what it is because I'm looking at it and uh, it's intrinsic. I can tell you that. Uh, and I've seen enough buildings come down in free fall to tell you that what happened to Building 7 and to uh, the first and second towers on 9-11 is not a natural phenomenon. Certainly, this has never happened in history, uh, except for 9-11. It's never happened uh, since then. Uh, It just, you know, why not? Measure twice, cut once. Doing this once more, running an analysis, I mean, it's the most logical thing that we can get to. And it would quell anybody's questions, wouldn't it? I mean, it would stop the conversation uh, if we did it again and NIST was 100% right. We know that's not going to happen, but, you know, I mean, why not? Why won't they stand behind their claims? Well, if they're really concerned about the, quote, conspiracy theories, then just address the questions in a in a factual way. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't and they obfuscate. And, you know, that's the thing. They have some FAQs for their reports listed, um, but they give sort of like these cute answers where, you know, they'll say, oh, a blast would have been heard for so many miles uh, afterwards. And so we conclude it's not explosives. Well, you know, they're talking about RDX, though. They're not talking about nanothermite, which the which the 
patent for structural steel cutter charges utilizing thermite uh, exists. So it's not like, you know, just because they want to rule out RDX as it, but we have this, this evidence of something else being used. They just kind of use a straw man argument here and ignore, you know, what we are presenting to them. Um, you know, and, and basically, uh, again, they get their information wrong about the site. I mean, basically, it boils down to, uh, let's just talk about the Twin Towers. In the case of the Twin Towers, you have the top blocks supposedly crushing all the larger lower portion on its way down, while also committing suicide in the first couple, in the first four seconds, because you don't see a top block sitting there at ground zero in any of the shots. It disappears, initially so it can't be driving the whole building all the way to the ground but there were some very smart scientists uh tony zambodi and um i believe it was graham mcqueen did a uh, a paper on this and they measured the the top block as it hit the lower block and they found there was no deceleration of this top block now again i you know you don't have to be an engineer to think about things like when you hit a nail with a hammer what happens to the hammer as it drives the nail into the board it slows down because it's meeting another object all right so if this if this top block is destroying this bottom portion as the official story claims it's going to slow down but it doesn't it doesn't because explosives are removing the structure below in fact you can see explosives going off far below the collapse line they're called squibs and when you look at them there's building materials in them it's concrete um they're mistimed explosions you can see it right in the video so i'll be a lot of the stuff you don't even have to have a a college background just to intuitively look at it and say there's a problem with the story here's another issue with the story on the on the uh twin towers on one of the uh on one of the towers i can't remember if it was the south or the north but they claim that the collapse initiated on the 98th floor right and uh and this whole story relies on the fireproofing being knocked out on these floors in order for the beams to sag and 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 bring the whole building in right but only the tip of the wing touched the 98th floor on this building so it couldn't have knocked the fireproofing off. This is a huge problem with this story. Now, what do they say about that? Nothing. There's nothing they can say. They rely on the mainstream media not asking them. You know. So, I mean, there's just many little facts here that if this was a Columbo movie, I mean, this would be wrapped up in two hours and the guy would go to jail. But it, because it's the federal government and NIST, you know, they get away with it and we have to raise money for lawyers and sue them. Yeah. It's it's a shame. I mean, this is one of the most important stories of uh, of our time. I mean, certainly our generation. I can't imagine anything more traumatic that could possibly happen that uh, they could cover up in this way. So let's you know we're we're kind of getting towards the uh, the end of our uh, allotted hour. Um, but just based on your evidence, what uh, you guys have been able to put together, have your understanding of what took place on that day has it evolved at all? Uh, I mean, have you been able to gather more information and kind of um, fine tune the uh, story that you believe actually took place? Well, for me personally, I've gone from, uh, you know, it's probably a controlled demolition to it was a controlled demolition. The evidence shows that. To me, the case was made years ago. Everything else that we gather now is just icing on the cake um, to make this squirm. But I'm not even asking your audience or the, you know, the people who don't want to believe me on this 
to go that far. Just support a new investigation. If you want to stop seeing people like me on your computer screens, then basically give us what we're asking for. Give the family members what they're asking for and rerun the analysis. You know, give us the input data on World Trade Center 7. I haven't even mentioned we have a study out of the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Hmm. All right. Um, Which completely refutes what NIST says. So we've got, you know, and that's a pretty reputable engineering school. So we've got two reports uh, from official sources here that conflict with each other. Isn't that worth front page news when that came out? Or at least, you know, on the cover of a science journal or something. But, you know, give this issue the attention that it deserves because we are not going away. And, you know, we're not doing this because it's fun. We're doing this because there was a major injustice done. People died as a result of September 11th. It had an impact on this country that we are still feeling. I mean, there's people that died from the toxic air down there on September 11th. That toxic air is from the buildings coming down. So the buildings coming down, you know, is a result of the controlled demolition. So our issue actually has an impact on people that are struggling to breathe as they go up the stairs on this day. For them, 9-11 is still happening. 9-11 is still killing people uh, because of those controlled demolitions. Uh, Had the buildings not been come down, those people, you know, you wouldn't have the toxic air issues going on. So it still has an impact on us. And uh, that's why we continue this activism and why we need we believe it's important even 20 years later to look back. And, you know, even though it was in the past, a revelation and an acknowledgement that there's still unanswered questions would be huge, would be huge in this country and would really open a lot of eyes and it would affect things moving forward. And I always say this to people, you know, we have a three dimensional aspect to our activism. Because you wake up people to Building 7, for instance, you burn that in their mind, that building coming straight down symmetrical uh, free fall acceleration, you know, maybe something new comes along, maybe a new event, some kind of legislation that wouldn't be in the people's interests. Uh, and let's say that there's a congressman who's not ready to come out and say, yeah, I think we should have a new investigation of 9-11, but he keeps this in his mind. Maybe that makes him more guarded and vigilant for the future to not go along with something before it gets legs under it and uh, he gets in, embedded in the collective psyche of the country. So everything that you do, when you talk about this, it has an impact. So, you know, we're pushing for the new investigation, but I think we're also changing the minds and the, the mentality of the nation as well by doing this. So, you know, that's a, that's a, a side uh, benefit of us existing and doing what we do. Well, Andy, uh, what you and architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth are doing, I think, is uh, invaluable work. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for every uh, effort that you put into this. Tell everybody how they can see the show, how they can get the graphic novel, how they can watch any of your films or other videos. Yeah, okay, so my show is the podcast for AE911 Truth, but it also has its own website. It's 911freefall.com. Of course, the main site, the one that I want you to go to before my site is ae911truth.org. You can get all our great materials there. You can keep track of everything we're doing, and you can buy the graphic novel, 380 pages of uh, art. It's the reason I didn't sleep for four years. And um, basically, you can buy it at our store there. And all of the money goes to AE 9-11 Truth. I'm not, I'm not making a dime off of it. Um, it's actually a, it was a very good way for us to be able to fund what we're doing because the, the books paid for themselves in the first hour. So when oh, wow. you buy the book, you're helping AE 9-11 Truth. You're not helping me personally. So put that into your consideration as you uh, d- debate with yourself whether or not you're going to purchase it. 
Well, that's great. Well, congratulations on the success of the book. And uh, as I said, all of your other efforts, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And of course, uh, you're always welcome to come back. I'm sure that we'll have no shortage of things to talk about. Do you guys have any upcoming dates that you want to let the audience know about? Any uh, public appearances or anything such as that? Well, a lot of our appearances are before ASCE branches with engineers. Obviously, September 11th is going to be coming pretty soon. We'd like to start planning it this time. We haven't made any announcements about it yet. However, uh, you know, we're going to do something. So if you're not signed up on our emails, you can go right to our website. Again, ae911truth.org. Sign up for emails, and we do a great job of keeping people informed. And, of course, watch 9-11 Freefall because whenever we have something coming up, it's first and foremost that takes a priority uh, regarding the guests and content that we cover on my show. So we'll we'll let you know and we'll go in depth with everything. Okay, great. Well, Andy Steele, thank you very much once more for being here, and uh, I will look forward to seeing you in the future. All right, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, everyone, thank you so much one more time to Andy Steele for joining me tonight. If you want to stick around for the second half of the show, I've got a couple of other things we're going to be discussing. And, of course, we're going to be doing your phone calls as well. Open phone lines, call in, and we'll talk about whatever you want. But if that's the only thing you came here to see, Andy Steele, then I hope you have a great night. Good luck, and God bless. Right. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Amon asks me in the Foxhole chat if there's any chance that I will do an Obi-Wan show. You know, um, uh, Brad and I talked about it, and uh, just with the scheduling that I've had recently and everything we've got going on here with the house, uh, it just wasn't possible. And I have to be honest, I've been kind of disappointed in it. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. The uh, sixth and final episode uh, is aired, and then I'll have Brad on, and we'll do kind of a post-mortem on it, and I'll go through the whole thing, and I'll tell you all of my thoughts about it. Um, I know that most people that tune into the channel are not interested in watching the Star Wars shows, and um, and I understand that. That's fine. That's not what I built my reputation on, doing uh, uh, breakdowns of what's happening in the world of Star Wars, but, you know, damn it. Star Wars was a big part of my youth, and I really, really loved it growing up. And I have to be honest, uh, I hate what Disney and uh, Kathleen Kennedy have done to it. So, listen, we're going to bring Drunk Pinata in here, and I kind of want to talk about this uh, story that I've got on the on the screen right now. Um, here we go. Let's bring in Drunk Pinata. And, uh, yes, all right. Pinata, you're on the air. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent, man. So listen, it looked like uh, in the chat there, uh, you've been following the January 6th hearings. Is that correct? I don't want to impugn your character if not. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment for that. So I, I definitely uh, wait. I, I did a, a, an exclusive live stream yesterday covering it. Uh, so I also did my normal show and I went oh, long man. on that show. So I was like, so I did three hours, a two hour break and then another three hours. So it was pretty much close to almost like seven hours of streaming yesterday. So God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> oh man. I wow. couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, 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 you know, I thought about doing the same thing, you know, following it, doing color commentary. Uh, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, Oh, man. Okay. Well, any standout moments? I know that one of the things I was going to talk about tonight was the fact that uh, they selectively edited not only quotes from President Trump, leaving out exculpatory uh, comments that he made, you know, telling people Mm -hmm. to go home and telling people not to be violent. uh, But they also chose not to show the footage of uh, Ashley Babbitt or Roseanne Boyland being murdered on that day. Uh, certainly, if the, if all of America happened to see that footage, I think that they might have a very different opinion of it. But if, from what I understand, uh, it's been uh, not as successful as the deep state had hoped it was going to be. What What's your impression? What's your takeaway? 
even the leftist pundits said that they had to come out in the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes to hold the public's attention uh, with some sort of a bombshell. They right. didn't do that. Um, they were kind of hyping it. They, you know, they were saying they hired an ABC uh, executive producer for the content. And I'm thinking are they trying to make some sort of like a lifetime movie, you know, <laughs> they're like, you know, with, for the pearl clutchers out there. Right. Because like, like, I, I almost think that would have done better. Mm-hmm. But they ended up actually doing the normal hearing. They didn't do the they didn't do the thing where they say, you know, I'm the speaker or, or I'm, I'm the chairman. And then they they didn't do that type of thing. Uh, and give everyone time. And I thought it was really odd. They had everyone up there, all the, all the people, even the rhinos. Um, but they only Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney spoke. That was it. So you had about, about 15 minutes from, from uh, Bernie Thompson. Then you had about 30 minutes from Liz Cheney. And then you had uh, some sort of a break. And then you had these two witnesses. Now the two witnesses that they brought up was it, and I and I was thinking earlier in the day, they had said, okay, we're going to bring up the first uh, officer that was injured. And they had kind of prefaced this about a couple of days before. It was a female officer because they did so poorly with the four other guys that, that they had. Remember that that was back in the summer of uh, 2020, 2021. Yes. They had uh, with Officer Don Fanon and then some of the others uh, that were there. And that kind of flopped. So they they're like, okay, well, let's go with a woman. Probably that I'm just guessing that's what they're thinking is believe all women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she comes up and, and her, and her, and her vernacular and her jargon doesn't jive with someone who's an officer. I mean, at one point, I think she said that she was involved in hundreds of violent and, uh, or, you know, events that, uh, that dealt with as, as a Capitol police officer, she herself, someone, I, Yes, in her 30s, was involved in hundreds of these types of incidents. Hundreds. Like, like on it, that day, on January 6th, or throughout the entirety of her career? Her career. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm, just right. th- I'm just thinking, like, I, you can pick, like, five in the past 20 years that they would have been involved in kept, right? It's not yeah. like hundreds. Not, it's like... So the, that, the, the kind of language that she was using was just, just, just very, very odd. Um, but so she is the one that was there when Ray Epps whispered in the guy's ear to breach the, the to make the first breach. Okay. All right. So that I think right there was there was their was their downfall, especially mm-hmm. for this. Thing. And it, it wasn't until about an hour into the hearing of the you know ninety minutes that it was that they that she you know she was testifying. Did anyone so, ask her about Ray Epps by chance? No, 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 no. And she specifically mentioned Joe Biggs name instead okay. because he's, he had a megaphone. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, what about what about any footage of Ray Epps? Did they show Ray Epps on screen? Yes, they yes, did. Because it, it's the same video from the revolver article. Remember the, 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 uh, the, yes. the revolve? The, uh, yeah. Remember that? The Absolutely. video right from yep. he, he comes across the frame. Yep. And, and 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 you can clearly see that. But yeah, no, she just says, oh, Joe Biggs, Joe Biggs. <laughs> She's oh, just God. purposely over and here. So, over here. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. Their whole big thing is that they're trying to implicate the Oath Keepers and the Crowd Boys in this entire yes. thing. Yes, well, I, the, I, most, I, the most prominent one was right there in the frame, and they yeah. no mention of it whatsoever. So I, I don't know if this was some sort of like, like, oh, we're just you know we know we can get away with this, and we're just going to be so brazen type approach, or what they're doing with that, or they're going to. But even um, did you see the? There was a clip going around. I think on Gab today 
of uh, Chris Hayes and, and Rachel Maddow, even they themselves are like, hey, this is clearly separate from the the uh, what was going on with the rally at the Ellipse. Like, mm-hmm. this is clearly separate. But they're going to go down this route of trying to say that, oh, because of the debate where where Trump they go who do you who do you want to condemn I'll I'll condemn it what I'll condemn them right now and then someone someone not from not from Trump himself said a oh, proud boys it goes yeah yeah fine proud boys stand back stand by right that's the whole that's the whole clip yep. so they're basing their entire prosecution you know you know I'm using very very heavy air quotes here prosecution on him saying that and then now the uh the proud boys which um i'm sorry enrique tario is a known fbi asset oh, he's a he's a thing oh, he's a total thing yeah. right. so, you know even and, Stuart and there's, Rhodes, you know, there's, an ar- there's an argument to be made about uh Stuart rhodes as well yeah exactly so it's like this whole thing just glows like crazy right so it's right. it's i it, it's uh i i after covering this for about six to seven months at this point, mm-hmm. um, they've been fence setting on all this stuff. Yeah. It seems as though they, they did this on purpose. And I, and I've noticed this uh, in my, and this is something new that I've, I've kind of like realized what, how, what they do. They fence sit on purpose. It's oh, the yeah. same thing as like, think, think about um, the way that they play both sides of like any type of uh, the, you know, the military industrial complex, right? They, they, they buy, they, they, they own all the fuel companies. So everyone, uh, both sides have to buy gas, right? For right. Their, you know, type of thing. So they play both sides of the war, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I see the same thing here, but think of it in terms of the information. So they play both sides so that once something comes out, they can go, oh, look, look at this clip. We can pull this here. And then they memory hole the other thing. Right. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've definitely got some thoughts. I want to go over this with you real quick. But first, uh, I need to say that the second half of the show is sponsored by Prepare with RedPill78.com. Uh, that is My Patriot Supply. You guys can go there right now, save $150 off of a three month supply of food, or you can save $50 off of a four week supply of food. Uh, when you use the link, Prepare with RedPill78.com. The discount is automatically applied. Uh, that's for my subscribers. You can go there right now. Uh, I have to be really honest with you guys. You know I'm not a doom and gloom type person, uh, but I, I definitely believe that we're going to be seeing some shortages of food. It's inevitable simply because of what's happening in the world. Uh, they are artificially restricting fertilizer. They are artificially increasing the prices of gasoline and diesel fuel. Everything is going to get more expensive, and I've got a year's supply of food uh, that I'm sitting on just in case once everything does happen to go. Um, I don't know about you, Pinata, but I, I think that things are going to get better, but there's going to be a period of continued scraping bottom before we actually get there. Um, now, as far as what we're seeing with the uh, January 6th hearings, w- one of the reasons I didn't want to cover it is because I have covered it so much. You know, I mean, I, I I have gone over my account of what we saw on that day on so many different occasions. And I know that there were no overt criminal acts that were perpetrated either by President Trump or the true MAGA patriots that were in the crowd that day. Uh, the only things that we saw uh, that were criminal acts were from a couple of people that perhaps got caught up with federal informants or federal agents or even Ukrainian assets that were present on that day. Certainly Antifa was there d- d- dressed as MAGA patriots as well. And um, the reason they haven't brought anything out this far uh, and the reason why they have such a weak case to present here on these hearings that they are just blanketing across the mainstream media 
is because they have been hoping this entire time that they were going to get some smoking gun, that they were going to be able to find some piece of footage uh, or get some witness to come forward and testify and say, you know, Trump was part of some broad, uh, you know, overreaching conspiracy. I, I heard that Liz Cheney alleged that. Um, I think that it's a pipe dream. Uh, it doesn't exist. And uh, this is not going to be uh, going the way that they want. They're desperate. And I think that the only way that they think that they can finally get that outrage uh, stoked again here in America is by presenting all of this footage and uh, continuing that messaging. You know, it's like uh, the, the meme magic, you know, uh, they just say the same thing over and over and over again. And they hope that a certain portion of the American public is going to believe it. But now after yeah, it's trying to manifest it. Yes, they're trying to manifest it. Uh, you know, this is, you know, 21st century magic as far as I'm concerned. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's gone this far. And the longer that it goes without any evidence being presented, more and more people are starting to take the side of, uh, you know, the Trump patriots. You know, I mean, they realize that there was no crime. Uh, There was no, uh, you know, signal that was given by President Trump. And it is widely reported now that Enrique Terrio and probably Stuart Rhodes uh, have been uh, and maybe still are federal assets uh, this entire time. And a lot of people have heard about, um, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, uh, Roy, or uh, what's his name? Ray Epps, Epps, I'm sorry. Uh, A lot of people have heard about Ray Epps as well. So I think that uh, they're they're going to attempt to push this down the throats of Americans, but uh, it's not going to be successful. Uh, This is going to go out with a whimper, not with a bang. Uh, I have heard people speculating that maybe they do end up uh, charging President Trump with something. Uh, Even if they do, I don't think it's going to stick. Um, I actually uh, wanted to announce this, considering the fact that we're talking about January 6th now. Um, But uh, you guys, I had a, a really exciting email that arrived earlier today from the publicist for one of President Trump's personal attorneys. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Peter Tickton, and uh, Peter Tickton is going to be a guest on the show on Monday. We're going to be recording Monday mid-afternoon, and we're going to be talking about the January 6th stuff in that interview uh, and a couple of other interesting items that are connected to President Trump. But I, I, you know, I'm just I'm a little starstruck myself. The fact that uh, somebody on President Trump's legal team reached out to me to come on the show, and I'm really hoping that we're going to get some uh, pretty interesting stuff. Right. Well, uh, well, I have to say, you're the perfect person for it, Zach. I mean, you, you didn't uh, on fire lately with some of the interviews you've been getting. Thank yeah, you. your 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 gets and uh, have been fantastic for sure. Well, I appreciate it. Um, So I wanted to uh, open up here in the second half, Pinata, by talking about a story that our uh, friend Matt Couch, who was over there in the Foxhole chat, had sent over. Mm-hmm. Um, It appears that there is another possible Arkansas uh, that's taken place in Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I heard. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. And the yeah. proximity to where uh, it, it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. The proximity <laughs> to the most recent Arkansas. I mean, uh, it. you know, I, I, I you have to wonder what were these people about to reveal? Because it's not like she was uh, deeply and directly connected to the gentleman, uh, the financial advisor that had, uh, you know, been close with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, but this woman, Ashley Hayes, she had apparently just recently met with Mark Middleton uh, and they had a meeting in regards to some financial matter. So, you know, the question I have is, you know, perhaps did she witness or overhear something in Mark Middleton's office when she was there, you know, for an unrelated matter? 
uh, or perhaps was she part of uh, some clandestine effort to get some information out? Clearly, this is probably not something we're going to get an answer on anytime soon, maybe down the road. But, you know, the circumstances of her death, she uh, she was paddleboarding, I guess, out in this river in a in a uh, suburban area. And. Uh, she did this quite often, and she would leave notes for her family saying that, you know, I'm going to go uh, out and go kayaking, and I'll be back. Uh, only this time, she also brought, like, a 60-pound um, <laughs> concrete block. The interesting <laughs> part here, uh, Pinata, is that Mark Middleton, he was hanging by the neck from an extension cord in addition to that uh, shotgun blast to the chest. Matt Couch is here. What's up, Matt Couch? Uh, and if you want to call in, Matt, the uh, uh, the information I dropped out into the chat, I'll, I'll drop it again here in a moment. Um, but she was also found with an extension cord around her leg. That's how that cinder block was tied to her leg. Uh, and extension cord. That's a, it, that seems that that's interesting as far as like, you know, some sort of like a, uh, if you're, you know, if you're looking at, you know, a, you know, a, a serial killer kind of right. like calling card type thing. Exactly. That's, is that, what are the odds that someone that's kayaking would have an extension cord and then someone would be hung by extension cord, you know, uh, you know right. It's like, well, you, you know, I mean, just thinking about a matter of utility, you know, if you let's say just hypothetically, you're you a, don't have rope. If you don't have rope, then, then that's that's a common thing. A household item. Exactly. Well, and an extension cord is not going to break like a rope may. Mm. And if you if you have the extension cord tied, uh, you know, pretty securely, I think it would also be a lot more difficult to get it off. I mean, I you know, I, I've had one or two extension cords in my time in my garage that ended up getting twisted pretty badly. And it ends up being an, a, a difficult thing to get it undone. But uh, the article that Matt put together actually has uh, some of the pictures from the death scene. Now, of course, uh, there is no evidence of foul play the coroner found. So Ashley's death has been ruled a suicide, even though she has no reason to commit suicide. Um, there was nothing in her life that suggested her her life might end other than her very recent proximity to a close associate of Bill and Hillary Clinton <laughs> and a close associate of Jeffrey Epstein. So, man. Oh, uh, well, that's a. Is there, is there one more that can call it a trifecta? Because that's. <laughs> oh, well, keep your eyes open. I mean, I, I would, I would be, I would be watching the uh, the radio waves down there in um, in Arizona. If we have any Arizona Patriots, excuse me, Arizona, Arkansas Patriots out there, uh, people that are monitoring police bands, I would certainly be interested to hear what comes up. Uh, and I would look at the death of anyone in this area. Uh, but the uh, the coroner says there is nothing here that I can dig into that is even suggestive of any kind of foul play. That right there. <laughs> the lady doth protest too much, I think, Pinata. Uh, you know, as soon that's as they like, find a body. That's like the cor- the coroner is like, don't kill me. That's right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> He's like, I swear, I swear, there's no reason to imagine. And let's be, and let's be honest, too, a 60-pound uh, concrete block. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm sure a woman or, could could carry a 60 pound uh, concrete block, but I mean, I mean, I don't think Lisa could pick up a 60 pound concrete block. I mean, I think that your average and, everyday and woman put it in it. In so, so let me get this straight. There was a, a 60 pound concrete block that they put in a kayak. Yes, and then she drowned herself in 10 feet of water. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up at all. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah. Because yeah. so, even even just like if you you know if, if anyone's ever been in a kayak, I mean, just the slightest imbalance will just make it flip over. Exactly. So just so so just putting it 
where would where would it go? Where your where your legs supposed to go? Like where where was where were I want to know where the concrete block was because there's only you there's only room for the person to put their legs in and sit down in the kayak. Where where did the hell did the sixty pounds of concrete? Where was it? Was yeah. she wearing concrete shoes? <laughs> they don't they don't they don't talk about the provenance of the concrete block. They don't say that she or her family was doing any construction. It was a rather large piece of concrete. It was uh and I guess it wasn't even um uh, uh like a uh a, 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 like a concrete block as we would see as like the foundation of a building. It's just uh I mean they say it's just a a a piece of concrete measuring 16 by 16 by 4. That's, you know, the dimensions of that. So it's almost like a a giant concrete square, maybe like a paver uh concrete block or something like that. But, 16 by 16 by 4. Yeah, that's, that's what, what's a, that's a cinder block. Yeah, I, I about, mean, well, well, about no, I mean, you know, and in terms of volume, that's about yeah, what it would be. Yeah, and um and it was stuffed inside of a bag that said the Hanes on it. So like a vanity bag for her family. Uh, and then uh, stuffed in there. And then the green extension cord was tied around it, looped around it through the handles and then tied around her foot. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, it just seems <laughs> more likely to me that somebody with ill intent uh, drove out there with, uh, you know, I don't know, some kind of a fishing boat or a speedboat, dropped her kayak in the water. Um, and well, I mean, you know, she was found four days after she uh, ostensibly committed suicide. So I don't think the kayak was there. I mean, if it would have probably washed downstream. Uh, but she was right there, wrapped around her uh, her right angle and then tied through the bag. You know, and again, anytime you have a coroner that comes out immediately uh, after the discovery of a corpse uh, under such strange circumstances and they say that there's, oh, you know, n- absolutely no foul play. That's the first thing you want to look at. Another thing is women don't often drown themselves. Um, the, the the number one method by which women commit suicide, as far as I'm aware, is overdosing on uh, on pills or something like that. You know, guys yeah, will usually that, shoot. Yeah. yeah, guys will usually shoot themselves. Uh, and women will usually uh, take pills. And and that's not to say that people aren't going to, you know, be outliers. I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> we're talking about a, a distribution of suicides there. Um, but, uh, yeah, nobody knows why she did it. Uh, there was no indication that she was going to. Uh, but it just seems way too convenient. Now, she actually died before Mark Middleton died. So she died back in January. Uh, real quick, I need to say thank you to Low Country Brooklyn. She says, check out the Clinton body count collection by our friends at Rise Attire. Yeah, definitely check out the Clinton body count collection by uh, our good friends at Rise Attire. And Freight Awakening says, extension cord is the new red scarf. Great, great analogy. These murders in such a short span of time tells me they are in a panic. Can't Epstein all of them, Hillary. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Matt, I'm going to go ahead and drop the Zoom link, and uh, I'd love to have you call in and and get your thoughts on this or any of the issues that we've had popping up this week. Um, What what else do you got going on, Pinata? Anything you want to tell the audience? Uh, uh, Send them to your uh, your channel and such? Uh, Sure. Um, I'm probably going to be catching up. So last week of all weeks to to miss, you know, right when – Peter Navarro was was arrested unceremoniously. I was I was I was traveling. I was out in Florida uh, visiting my folks, and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to catch up to everything. But of course, of course, the January sixth stuff. So tomorrow I'm, I'm going to be doing a stream probably before my, myself and uh, TN Homesteader and, and Season Pixels will probably do our Saturday stream. 
uh, tomorrow night. So just uh, stay tuned for that. Um, it's it's before yours, so you know, no conflict there. And, <laughs> I appreciate um, it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, at this, at this point, every, everybody's stepping on everybody's yeah, toes at some yeah, point. It, you, it, know? It, it, you know, it's not and, like and the it's, golden days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's cool because now we have the, you know, we have uh, the ability for, for re, you know, restreaming or, right. you know, or people can catch, catch the, you know, catch things as they go. Um, so that's always good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, breaking down some of this, this kind of salt uh, of the, the mainstream news media coverage because they're now that they've kind of, uh, you know, not to uh, not to overuse the phrase, but now that they've cemented their uh, their narrative here, because <laughs> so, they've been because, like, as I said, they, they were waffling for for months and months and months. Now that they've chosen this is their path, mm-hmm. uh, I I got to go back and like I, I I think I have to go back to pen and paper here. I need to go out and like literally sketch out. Okay, this is <laughs> just so I can get it straight in my head because the way that they kind of lay everything out as if like anything's a possibility and then they'll just pick and choose as they go. Like they're choose their own adventure, depending on how the public might react or how they're getting traction or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So well, that's what I plan on doing tomorrow. So I, I, you know, if anyone wants to check that out, you can always, always follow me on uh, true social. It's, um, at drunk Right, brother. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you calling in here first, man, and uh, I will definitely look to you to get any coverage on the unselect committee's hearings on January 6th. No problem, man. Do you do you happen to plan on having any other um, 9-11 type guests in the future? Oh, you know, I mean, not directly, but I'm certain that it'll happen again in the future. Sure, yeah. You you, you did uh, I recall you you, you uh, talked to Richard Gage at one point, right? I've I've had Richard Gage on a couple okay. of times as well. You know, you, somebody uh, in the I'm sorry, I forgot who it was. And was it Frank Staint? Um, uh, had mentioned that he would have loved to have talked to Andy about some other anomalies on that day. One of the things about architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth is that they focus exclusively on the science of the controlled demolition of both mm-hmm. World Trade Center 7 and Buildings 1 and 2. And um, and so as a result, they they don't step out of that lane um, because, you know, and I agree with them. Uh, the yeah, science- you have to have it. Yeah, you, have, you have, to have to have the science angle. Look, I mean, yes. yeah. you know, I'm, I'm actually a mechanical engineer myself. I oh, have a master's, master's in it. And, um, and the question I would have asked would have been about how – the, the way it was constructed was prefab panels. And I think mm-hmm. the way, the way we've had like, like uh, kind of information or disinformation inserted, inserted into uh, the, you know, the Q movement, mm-hmm. uh, you know, think about JFK junior type things. Oh, yeah. like, right. So I think there was a certain amount of stuff that we didn't realize was inserted into the nine 11 truth movement. Oh, um, absolutely. Such, such, such as like this thing with no planes. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a person that y- you have to, go with exact you can't um i have no idea what happened in shanksville i have no idea what happened to pentagon you know why because i don't have any video evidence i don't right. have any anything to look at in new york i have video evidence and then i look at the, the prefab panels basically pretty much all they had to do was shear the bolts they go right in so if i ha- if i were to ask a question that would have been the question i would ask well, so I'll, I'll leave that i'll leave that w- there zach because uh, i know you're you gonna bring probably bring that on so sure i uh, appreciate the conversation well one more comment uh now that richard gage is no longer with architects and engineers for 9 11 truth 
He would be perfect uh, to ask that question. So the next time he'll be on, and he certainly will be on again, uh, he is now accepting questions and talking about things uh, from uh, a lot of different perspectives and also discussing subjects that have nothing to do with 9-11 truth. So I'll let you know next time he's going to be on. Cool, man. Okay, awesome, brother. Good to hear Have a great you. weekend. Talk to you, you soon. You too. All right, let's bring in Matt Couch. And let me change the view because I'm certain Matt's going to have his uh, camera on. There we go. Matt, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? They don't step out. Mute the stream. Mute the stream. Because, you know, and I agree with them. Uh, the, the Matt, the Matt, day. Matt. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually a mechanical engineer myself. Okay. Matt, I just muted you because the stream's still going in the background. So if you can hear me right now and it's not the stream... Sometimes Zoom will not work if you have the stream going at the same time. So go ahead and mute the stream, and you're shaking your head, it looks like. So uh, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, the Q movement. I can still uh, hear the stream, though. <laughs> JFK Jr. type things. Oh, yeah. So I think there was a certain amount of stuff that we didn't realize was in service the 9 11 truth movement. Such as like this. Matt, 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 can you hear me? Uh, I, I'm a person that you, you have to. Go with exactly. You can't, <laughs> What's uh, going on, Matt? Can no can you hear me? <laughs> I have no idea what happened to Pentagon. You know why? Because I don't have any video evidence. I have video evidence. I just texted I Matt. I just texted Matt. It's pretty much all they have to do is shear <laughs> the bolts. They go right in. So if, okay. I, if I were to ask a question, that would have been. The question I'd ask. So I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave that with the Baron oh. because I know you can kind of bring, probably bring Matt on. So sure. uh, I appreciate. That. All right, Matt, can you hear me? Matt, why can't you hear me? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Matt, maybe your your headphones aren't on. You can't hear me. <laughs> I'm talking. Okay, well, I'm texting Matt. There we go, there we go. Can you hear me now, Matt? You got You got audio? Do you have audio, Matt? He must not have been set up. He wasn't expecting to do this. Can you hear me, Matt? Okay. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why. Uh, you can't hear me. I'm not sure if you can hear me or not, Zach. I I can hear you. All right. Yes, I can hear you, Matt, but apparently looks like you can't hear me. I don't know what uh, what's going on there. Um, tell you what. I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to keep you on the call. Well, well, you can't hear me, so Matt, I'm going to keep you on the call, and I'm going to switch to a different view and start talking about this next article and allow you. It's weird. I can't. You can you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Correct? Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. strange. Okay, I can, I can see you and everything, but I can't hear you, and uh, you can hear me. That is so bizarre. I'm not sure what uh, what my malfunction is here with everything. I um, I'm trying to think. I can. Try to switch to go through my Mac if you want me to and, and turn off yeah. the mic and everything. Let's see if we can yeah. we can pull that off here. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. We'll uh we'll let Matt uh f- get that figured out and I will switch gears here to the next story. Let me see. Okay, so we were talking in the chat. Actually I saw Knock My Socks Off, I think, discussing this. Uh the fact that conspiracy theories, quote unquote are now just spoilers for what's actually happening. And I've spoken about this a number of times on the show in the past. What we've been able to do in the alternative media uh, is to increase that cycle by, 
you know, exponential amounts, uh, forcing the powers that be to admit the truth of what's really going on. Uh, and a perfect example of that is what we just did with the biological laboratories in Ukraine. Matt, can you hear me yet? I can hear you if you can hear me, brother. I, yes, I can hear you. Yep, I can hear you. Okay. I just bought a brand new soundboard and everything, so I've been using it on our show. And uh, but we're doing a, you know we're doing VMix. I think it, it's it's catered to something else. So I I apologize, everybody. Sorry about that. Oh hey, that's no big deal, man. No big deal. Uh, let me change the view so that we can get you back on screen so the audience can see you. And okay, here we go. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Uh, it's good to see you. I'm, I was glad to see you out there in the foxhole chat. Uh, and uh, we've been missing each other lately because you've got a new show. You're uh, you're all over the place now, doing real good over there on Getter. So congratulations, thank you, brother. Yeah, we're we, we're loving. We're doing America's Lunchroom every day at, at one o'clock Eastern with JB Johnson, who's also on Foxhole with the Independence Gang. You know, normally five nights a week. I just happen to see you live. I'm like, oh crap, Zach's live. You know, I always like to hear you if I can catch you and. So I popped in and and I've been listening to you while I've been putting up articles and content over at the DC Patriots. So right on, uh, right it's crazy. On. I don't get to hear you as much because we're normally on the air at the same time. I, I know, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what? For some reason, I'm getting. Uh, oh, you know, I think maybe it's the uh, there's when when your t- Zoom is. Zoom I, is I, 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 I talked to you talk or maybe there or we maybe, go. Or maybe there you go. I got you. Hang on one there second. We go. Let's see if that works. Okay. All right. There you go. Can you hear me? That help any? Yeah, I'm not getting a feedback now. That's perfect. All right. So, uh, so yeah, what I, you know, I, another reason I was saying it was so fortuitous you were in the chat there is because you are the one who sent me that article. It was from your publication, the DC Patriot. Uh, and, uh, and you're, you're in Arkansas. Isn't that right? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here in Clinton country and it's, it's crazy because, you know, I was made aware of the story from a, a personal friend who called me this week. And we covered the Mark Middleton murder last month, or I, I guess I'm not allowed to call it a murder, but no one that knows the guy thinks that he was murdered. He's a large guy, you know, worth millions, owns a huge HVAC company in Little Rock that's regional, you know, multimillionaire guy that was Clinton's campaign, you know, finance manager mm-hmm. for his first presidential run. So we covered that story, and then they started tying this together and some of the guys over at Radar Online, but we were covering it like, you know, you have to. We're journalists, we cover it. Well, anytime you've got a death uh, of someone that's closely associated with the Clintons and closely associated with Jeffrey Epstein, you have to ask you have to ask the questions. A hundred percent. And I think what concerned me was the person that called. This is not just, you know, um, an acquaintance. Right. This is someone I graduated high school with. Um, She and her husband are prominent in the in the community in northwest Arkansas. And, you know, they, they know quite a few people. And she's you know, she sent me this story you know a little while back about about ashley and she said we, she said we were at this funeral you oh, know wow. uh, my husband and i were i'm like really and um and she said you know talking to people around you know not the family directly but friends around the family and you know most people don't buy it she was a yoga instructor 110 pounds she paddle boarded every day for those that don't know it wasn't like this was a a rare occurrence she would leave a note for her kids just like and she did that same thing on that day Leave a note with her kids. She packs snacks with her as well. Things that you know you have you won't find on radar online or you know at the DC Patriot. I mean, this is just firsthand information from people I know that were that, that know people. And so you know, if you're going to commit suicide, you don't, do you pack a snack? Do you leave a note and say, "Hey, I'll be back in a little bit. Love you guys." No suicide note. Just a, you know the normal going paddle boarding to get some exercise in. Her, and so her regular we, routine. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. So when my friend called me and, and alerted me to all of this, it was kind of a red flag. And they really tried to kind of, uh, you know, I've got to go with the sources of radar online on this because I don't have the Mark Middleton sources, but I, I don't see, I mean, they're not going to make this up. I don't believe, you know, the extension cord and then like a makeshift gallows, um, the same thing. But she, 110 pounds, trying to put a 60 pound cinder block on a paddle board. Well, and, and it's a 16 out. by 16 by four. I mean, that's that's like a right. paver stone. You know, that's pretty big. And, and, you know, even a grown man carrying that's a little bit ungainly. But a 110 pound yoga instructor, she's probably a vegetarian, too. Let's just be honest. Right. You know, um, yeah, I, I don't see that as being very likely. And it's unusual for women to kill themselves in that way. And uh-huh. also the presence of that extension cord in both death scenes. Very strange. Very, very strange. And, and, and I always say when people say, you know, that we're you know, all the entire mainstream media premise is going to be we're all conspiracy theorists. That's the you know, that's the that's what they want us, you know, uh, clone you as whenever it's something they want to just go away. Mm-hmm. They've been using that since they killed Kennedy. Yep. And so yep. it's it's a it's a mockingbird tactic. But at the same time, the Haynes bag, you know, is one, you know, just you know, with the family name on it, probably what she had things packed in. Mm-hmm. The block itself, like you brought up 16 by 16 by four, I'm a pretty big guy. And anyone, it's not like I'm reaching down with a handle and grabbing a 60 pound dumbbell at the gym. So mm-hmm. like, this is a very awkward thing to move around. And then, and especially on a paddle board too, you know, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, obviously it's meant to float. But, I mean, that would throw off the balance on anything. And if you didn't have it like positioned directly on the middle, it would either tip the front or the back. Right, and, and then to have the the conscience to to th- who would think to use an extension cord for starters, right? Um, hitman, yeah, hitman, exactly. Because it, it looks it's almost like the Seth Rich thing all over again, you know, where you you look at things and it's like, oh, nothing was taken, it's a botched robbery, and it's like, you know, the, the thing that, that led me onto that case almost six years ago. You look at these things and, you, and they, it's almost like they are dumbing things down to try to make it look elementary so that no one will think there's any foul play. Right. And, and at some point you start catching on to that in an investigation. Um, man, I don't want to tangle with the Clintons again. I'm just going to be straight up with you. I mean, it's been a, a hell of a ride for me the last five or six years. You know a lot of what they've done to me. Yeah. But, you know, I have to report this, especially when someone I graduated high school with calls me and says, hey, I was at this funeral and I'm talking to people around it and something, this doesn't add up. You know, her routine was to paddleboard every day. Um, the, you know, and I said, I don't want to say anything about the family because I haven't talked to them. I don't know them. But um, people around the family, you know, do not seem to buy this from my sources and then Radar Online sources. But how many bodies? So anyone that wants to call us conspiracy theorists, I guess I had a premise where I was going with that. If they want to call us conspiracy theorists, does any, it's one thing if you know a couple of people in a lifetime that commit suicide. That's how rare it is. Mm-hmm. But for someone to know, you know, you you helped me actually rewrite an article about a month ago when I put out a, a Clinton body count list, and you're like, you text me like, bro, there's way more than that. Let me help with this. And you and I are really going back and forth, just throwing names out there. Yep. We had like 60 on the list. I think you and I ended up with like 85 or something. Yeah. No one knows, you know, no one knows 80 people that have committed suicide in 50 lifetimes. And and. How many people can say that they were closely associated with people who killed themselves in a number of different ways? Like they say Vince Foster shot in the head multiple times. Okay. Right. Also moved his body after his own death. That makes no sense. Uh, you know, specifically Mark Middleton shotgun blast to the chest and 
hanging himself with an extension cord. Like, come on. Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what kind of a shotgun it was. All right. But any shotgun is going to be of a certain length. OK. And to be right. <laughs> to hang yourself and then maybe take a shotgun up there with you, you know, kick the chair and then shoot yourself doesn't make any sense. Well, and it's a it is not a. Um... You know, I, I unfortunately had a friend's brother who, you know, committed suicide when uh, I think we were in junior high and used a shotgun, you know, and I don't, I, I don't, rem- I remember a whole, you know, it's one of those things where you try to, but I remember it was just one of those things where you think about the effort it took mm-hmm. to, to do that. So like you said, the distance, the length, the effort that went through, the pain that somebody's going through. Uh, and then he wanders, I mean, this is a guy who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, I, I'm going to say hundreds. Millions, I think it's in the hundreds. We're, we're still digging into that on Middleton. But uh, I know his HVAC company is massive from what we've researched so far with our team. Mm-hmm. But why would you wander onto a strange person's farm that you don't know? Make Try to make a makeshift gallow. Try to hang yourself. like, And then, like you said, shoot yourself in the chest. I mean, when you have those kind of means... I mean, does that not seem like a hell of a lot of effort, in your opinion, it's, to it's, just it, off yourself? It sounds like way too much effort, you know? I mean, if I was that well off and I really wanted to kill myself, I'd probably find a painless way to do it, okay? Get yourself a bottle of pills, or, you know, you can go to any street corner in America now, thanks to Joe Biden, and pick up a packet of fentanyl, and you'll probably right. kill yourself real quickly. You know, also, what are the chances that he's going to wander onto a stranger's property that also is an associate of Bill and Hillary Clinton, right. you know, I mean, you know, I, allegedly from what I understand, you know, what the Internet says. But, you know, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the connections are just too, too many to ignore. If I ever get to a stage in life where I have that kind of money and God forbid I ever have those kind of thoughts, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to open a tab at the bunny ranch and die that way. You know, I mean, there's, 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 <laughs> I'll a, go lot my heart attack. You know, there's a lot of better ways to go than than the way these people are going out. And, you know, Juanita Broderick's a really good friend of mine. I know you know Juanita yeah. as well. Juanita and she lives about an hour south of where I live in Arkansas. And I owe her dinner. You know, it's a, she's a really close friend. And and uh, a lot of people don't realize Juanita's 79 years old. She's a sweetheart. It's crazy yes. that she still does what she does. And so I'm like, hey, I owe you dinner. You know, we got to get together sometime. I'll take you to the casino. We'll play some games and eat. She's like, it's a date. I'm in. And then the funny thing is Juanita texts me back and she's like, you think people will find it funny that you and I got hit by a dump truck in the restaurant of a casino? <laughs> oh God, please! <laughs> like, it's like you and I in the same place in Arkansas. It's probably they're, they've been waiting for this for years, Matt. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Oh Lord. Well, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. I, you know, I, at this point, I think you guys are both are are too big to uh, to do away with. You know, generally speaking, when we see these people that uh, are close to the Clintons and then end up, you know, fading away for whatever reason, they're pretty much unknowns in terms of uh, you know a, a public persona. Uh, and if they are, well, that's when a plane mysteriously disintegrates while they're uh, flying on it, aka you know Ron Brown right there. But. You know, right. it's uh, it's just, you know, we, we got to ask these questions. And I feel like there is this desperation. You know, why now? Why all of a sudden would uh, uh, somebody feel the need to help Mark Middleton leave this earth? Uh, and, you know, I, I have to think, you know, we, we now that we have this additional connection with Ashley Haynes, you know, right. I mean, what was it they were discussing? You know, what were they talking about? Was it just that Ashley Haynes overheard something in the office or maybe saw something or, you know, maybe someone came in to threaten Mark Middleton? Uh, they heard that he was going to talk to somebody. I don't know. You know, it's uh, he worked it's, with various charities as well. You know, Zach, I mean, oh, some, wow. you know, who knows if it was, you know, 
if it was, you know, possibly tied to the Haiti situation, we don't really know. But yeah. I know she did a lot of charitable work. Um, you know, and then there's a famed pathologist, you know, Cyril Wright, who looked, looked into this. And, you know, he basically said, you know, that it's, it's, it's just not normal, uh, you know, for certain things, you know, because he said, he said it's normal to do the suicide by drowning to attach something to themselves because it stops the body's natural reflex to surface. Mm-hmm. But he also said, you know, that it's up to the police to investigate how she ended up 10 feet underwater, not just, oh, she must have hopped herself. You know, there's, there's, there's more to it than this as well. Yeah. And um, I think it's going to – this is a scary situation because this just keeps happening. I think they're tying up some more loose ends. I don't know that it would have been anything like, you know, maybe it's a finance issue or something has happened where there's, you know, an exchange of money that ties back. But the rumors I'm hearing here in the Ozarks uh, is that Hillary Clinton is planning a presidential run. Oh, again. And uh, I think she thinks that the party would be behind her. I think she's going to make another shot at the White House. There's rumors she's been gearing up. She's been making rounds, doing speeches at universities. Um, you know, and, and the sad thing is it's it's unreal, the, the, the liberal left, to see. I think she was at Columbia last month. 10, 12,000 students, you know, chanting speech, speech, wanting this witch to come on stage and talk. Um, it's, it's scary that this many Americans uh, just turned a blind eye to this kind of insanity. And, uh, you know, True Social's got to really get humming. Gitter's got to get humming. Um, you, know, you know me, I've been backing President Trump since 2015, as of you, since he came down the escalators. Mm-hmm. But we are behind the eight ball as far as social media presence, which is how elections are won nowadays. Yep. So we've got to really, these, these you know, Foxhole, Gab, Gitter, um, True Social, all these platforms have their little differences. But in order to stop the Clinton-type stuff, we got to all come together and quit just bickering and, and bitching about this and that because we're going to need all platforms I just mentioned, all hands on deck, yep. recruiting, drawing people in because Trump's going to have to be able to reach people somehow in 2024 to win the White House, and they're not going to let him do it. I mean – I still don't believe Musk is going to buy Twitter. That's a whole other subject. I don't want to go off on 17 rabbit holes here on you while we're focused on this thing. But mm-hmm. I think I would encourage everyone to tell people about Foxhole, to tell people about Gab, True Social, Gitter, where you and I all are. And yep. we've got to get people off of these these platforms because all your audience, my audience is like, oh, my God, another suicide. But 90% of the country would look at, look at us and go, what are you guys talking about? Right, right. And yeah. so we've got to figure out how to how to get that out there. By the way, though, got to give you some positive news. You probably already are well aware of this. Your show and my show. Did you realize we both are crushing CNN's primetime ratings? The entire primetime ratings. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, but that's awesome. <laughs> They're only averaging five hundred and seventeen thousand for their entire primetime. Wow. That, that's. I, I know for a fact you and I are reaching more than that. Yeah. On, on a daily, I mean, it's 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 pretty impressive when you look at it like that. So that's that's awesome. They're, they're, so congrats on beating CNN, buddy. I wanted to tell hey, you that. Same, you. same. Hats off to you. Hats off to you. All right. Well, listen, Matt, I, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. We've only got a couple minutes left. I want to make sure we get these other callers. But please tell everybody where they can find you. Hey, just, you know, we're at the DCPatriot.com where we report these kind of stories. And, you know, uh, nobody else seems to want to report on this stuff other than the Gateway Pundit. i got to give Jim Hoff credit. Yep. They do a great job over there. Uh, and that's pretty much where we're at, man. The, the, and, of course, I'm at Real Matt Couch on almost every platform out there that I'm not banned on. I, I, I should clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> so, that great show tonight. Love the uh, love the Building 7 talk. And I'll get out of your hair, brother. But ha- phenomenal show, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Matt Couch doing great work. And uh, as always, brother, I'll talk to you soon. Check him out. God bless, guys. God bless. We'll see you.
All right, let's bring in our next caller. Uh, and let's see. Something tells me this might be DJ. That's me, Zach. Hey. How are you? I am excellent, man. Good to hear from you. So uh, did you get a chance to catch the whole show, or did you come in late? Well, I, I got in maybe about 15 minutes after you started. Okay, okay. I so you, to... you didn't miss too much from the interview then, because I did talk for a few minutes at the beginning. But, but yeah, you know, what, what were you going to say? What questions were you thinking about? Well, I, I had quite a few. I had a few questions. I, I was wondering, I, I heard, well, I read actually somewhere that uh, George Bush's, I think it was his another brother of his or a cousin of his, was the head of security for the World Trade Center at that time? That's right. He was. Um, well, he had a contract. I don't know that he was present or anything like that. I want to say that was Neil. Uh, you guys, if you want to go ahead yeah, and... Neil. Neil Bush. Yeah, Neil Bush. That's yeah. the name. Hang on. I'm going to see what yeah, I can that, pull. Well, that right there raises a red, red flag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just that little piece of information right there is like, huh? <laughs> he also spent but, the he spent the night before nine eleven at the White House, so kind of sounds like they were doing a little bit of recon and going over what was going to have to be uh, uh, taking place that day. Um, yeah, you know, just way too many, way too many things. And then when you know about uh, the bonds that were coming due that day, uh, and then of course all of the gold in the basement of the World Trade Center that kind of just three point five billion dollars. Yes, and then, of course, we can't forget about the $2.3 trillion that was announced to be missing the day before. Uh, you know, it just the, the, the connections and the coincidences when it comes to 9-11 are, are never-ending. Um, you know, that you, you bring up a great point, you know, and I was just saying earlier that uh, Richard Gage, obviously, he knows a lot about 9-11. He's been working on 9-11 Truth for a long time. Uh, and I didn't I didn't even think to ask him uh, about that when uh, when he was on the show before. That's definitely something that uh, I think should be dug on pretty deeply. Absolutely. Follow the money. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. Follow the money. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Besides that, what you were just talking about with Matt right here, so uh, 16 by 16 by 4 four inches mm-hmm. sounds to me, I, I had two construction companies a while back, so it sounds to me like a coping stone. Not a paver, but a coping stone. What does and that mean? What, what's a coping stone? Coping that- stone, basically, when they put up a building or a brick building, um, they put a, a stone on top, mm-hmm. a flat a flat stone on 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 the parapet around the parapet wall so the water doesn't go into the into between the bricks because okay. when you build when you build a building you have slosh brick which is on the inside and then you have the outside brick which is going to be the exterior on both sides of the wall okay so it brings the wall up to about 12 inches so you have a little hangover on each side with the coping stone okay two all inches, right two on the side. So, so, is- so that's what it sounds like to me is that, I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, just based upon the fact that this is a, a a structural piece of concrete, that's not something that is common, right? I mean, like, I couldn't just go to Home Depot. They should be able to find, they should be able to find where that stone was sourced from. Really? Like where, 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 which, where, where it's not going to be a lot of places to find where they're selling those stones. I mean, it's going to be a, a construction uh, supplier of yeah. some sort okay. or a lumber yard. That's the first thing I thought about that. And then um, I was thinking about this, like, 
okay, first of all, how do you hang yourself and then shoot yourself with a shotgun? Or do you shoot yourself first and then hang yourself? Yeah, it, it seems then, like a physical <laughs> impossibility to me. I mean, unless you were, like, holding onto the shotgun, it was short enough that you could point it at your own chest, you kicked the chair, and then as it was, you know, as you're falling towards the earth, you know, then you, you pull the trigger. But, you know, I've got a shotgun, and I don't think I could point it at my own chest. Well, unless it was a sawed-off shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You saw but, the barrel off, it makes the shotgun a lot shorter. And if you're holding it, so uh, a shotgun. If you have if you have the the the, um, the cartridge in the, the the shotgun shell in, and it has um, the the BBs in it, right? The further you are away from the target, the wider the spray is going to spread. Right. The closer you are, the closer the spray is going to be. So if it's a, if it's a short sort of shotgun and you're at close range, it's pretty much going to, you know, four inches maybe, a four inch diameter. Uh, uh, Hodad over on uh, Rumble says, interview Ryan Dawson for the most extensive truth on that. I I would love to have Ryan Dawson on the show. I am familiar with him. And actually, uh, Corey Hughes, who I had on the show recently when we talked about the uh, assassination of John F. Kennedy, he is close with Ryan Dawson. So I'll reach out to him and see if we can't do uh, a a show based on that. Um, Yeah, you know... I, I'm waiting, uh, DJ, for the um, uh, for the lawsuit to uh, have the crime scene photos and the autopsy released because those are all questions that we're going to be able to uh, to figure out. Uh, but as it stands, I don't know if you saw when I talked about this the other day, but the family is fighting against it, um, which is you know, that, it's another strange thing. I, I mean, why? Yeah, it's a very strange thing. It seems to happen every time we've got a death of this caliber, you know? I mean, when there are mysterious circumstances around it, suddenly the family upset about, quote, conspiracy theories. They they sue for the information not to be released, which, of course, is just going to fuel conspiracies because people don't get the answers. They're going to have to try to fill in the blanks in the absence of those answers. Well, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's very peculiar. I, 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 I'm like I've been tossing this over around and around in my head, and I'm like, how? How is this possible? Yeah, you know. And the other thing is that you know, you hear he was hung by an by an extension cord, yep. and this lady had an extension cord tied. I think that the the people, the red scarf people, the people who buy all those red scarf or scarves, are really, really mad at Biden because the supply chain mm-hmm. is fucking up. This shit. They, they can't buy red scarf, so they got to get extension cords. Now. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody in the Rumble chat said that too. Extension cords are the new red scarf. You know, I mean, Clearly, those red scarves were uh, a, a signature of sorts, and I think that the extension cords could be, too. You know, And uh, I was also saying that an extension cord is something that would be very good to use if you want to ensure that the person you're trying to kill is not going to uh, break that uh, that implement. You know, If it was a rope, you know, perhaps it could be untied. Perhaps they could get it off. Uh, but extension cord, you know, it's, it's thin, but it's very, very strong. Well, especially at a short length, it has it has a much better tensile strength. The longer the longer something like a, a span of a rope or cord or whatever it is, the longer it is, the weaker it gets. So at a short length, it's going to have a very and especially since it's an extension cord, it's strands of of, of metal, copper yep. inside. So yep. it's going to be pretty strong. Um, yeah, that's that's weird. And then the other thing is that. 
I keep hearing that he died of a shotgun blast, but they never mentioned that they find a shotgun. They found a shotgun. Yeah. Like, did they find a shotgun? That's the question. I'm, I'm not. I'm not aware whether or not a shotgun was present. Only that he had a shotgun blast to the chest. Yeah, that's why the crime scene so, photos are going to be so interesting. Yeah. If, it, if they found a shotgun, did it have any prints on it? Or did he take the time to wipe off the prints as well? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Just too exactly. many questions. So, President, one of President Trump's lawyers, I expect to see you in 2024 as President Trump's uh, spokesperson, you know, his press secretary. Man. Oh, man. That would be incredible. I would absolutely love it. You know, I was jo- I was talking with somebody earlier today and I was like, you know, and, you know, oh, please let this be like a backdoor interview for like Trump TV or whatever he's going to call his uh, Trump Plus is his streaming service uh, because, I, you know, I would jump at that. That would be, uh, you know, just a oh, dream come true. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So that sweet. would be so great, man. I would be so happy for you, man. Thank well, you. Anyway. Just called you up to have a couple of laughs at this because it's it's just a, so absurd. It is. It's all so absurd. And, you know, people are freaking out. And I'm over here. I'm having a great time because I'll tell you, this is the greatest movie. I can't even call it a movie anymore. It's like a an extended series. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we're on like like every day. Season six at this point. Yeah. yeah. Every day it's just something comical new to look at and i'm like oh my god this is getting better and better i agree with you i am so comfy guys you know and i always say this you know look at president trump you know despite everything that they've thrown at him despite everything that he has to suffer on a daily business uh, daily uh, uh, uh on a daily basis the attacks on him the attacks on his family the attacks on his business uh the attacks on his character President Trump is calm, cool, and collected. He is comfy. He's having a great time. He is having a great time. He's always got a smile on his face. Yes, yes. It's great. It's great. Oh, oh, oh. So um, in the building where I lived yesterday, this is just a quick side note. And Yesterday, there's these kids I know that live in the building. He got a new bed, and he was like, could you do me a favor? Help me and come up, help, come up and help me put it together. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm up there. I'm helping them put the bed together. They're both there. They're, they're very good friends. So I turned and I'm, I'm like, how old are you? So the kid says 18. So the other kid, I turned to the other kid. I'm like, how old are you? He's like 18. I'm like, uh, who are you going to vote for? <laughs> so they go, who are you going to vote for? I said, Trump, definitely. They were like, oh, that's great. That's so great. I can't believe that you said that. They were like so enthused. That's I was awesome. like, listen, every black, every black person doesn't have to be a Democrat. It's not a rule. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good stuff, <laughs> man. Great. Oh, man. All right. Well, I, lo- I love hearing it. I love hearing it, DJ. All right, brother. All right, Zach. I love you. You Absolutely. know, I know you love us. God bless you. God bless us all. And God bless America. Let's get this done. Let's get it done. We're getting it done. Absolutely. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Later. Peace. <clears throat> all right, you guys, let's go through the thank yous over here. We had one more caller, but uh, they uh, they had hung up. So let's see. Uh, I think the last thank you I did was Insight Gino. Thanks for those shades. 
Dr. Hoffman dropped a cookie, J2 Dank as well. Happy Strummer said they have scrubbed everything that showed radiation burns on 9-11. I have never seen radiation burns. I definitely have seen some images um, of people with some unusual wounds, but I didn't know that they were radiation burns specifically. I know that there is a, a running theory that perhaps there was some like small-scale thermonuclear weapon, like, um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, like a mini-nuke. Could have brought the towers down. You know, that would explain a lot. Um, also, CDP4JC says, thank you, Zach, for all you do. Crystal Jane, thank you for those shades. Uh, Matt Couch, thanks again for that cookie. Happy Strummer uh, says, World Trade Center 7 collapses a smoking gun. Yes, this is why uh, Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth only focuses on the science of the controlled demolition of WTC7 and then also the first and second towers. Because if you understand anything about physics, you live in the real world. You understand that it's impossible for any of these buildings to drop at freefall speed unless it's a controlled demolition. And once somebody realizes that a, you know, a controlled demolition happened on that day, then it opens it up to a whole host of other questions. And I joked in the chat earlier about Rosie O'Donnell being a 9-11 truther. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know Rosie O'Donnell and President Trump were at each other's throats and she is not somebody who likes the MAGA movement. Uh, but if 9-11 truth brings Rosie O'Donnell to other truths in the same way it has brought other people to a lot of other uncomfortable truths. I am all for it. Uh, off the leash, thank you for that cookie. Uh, Happy Strummer says the Luciferian Freemasons own the FBI. They have infiltrated just about every institution you can possibly imagine. R.C. Anderson says, let's wipe them out. Uh, Anita BJ says, great interview, Zach. January 6th is a false flag like 9-11. Uh, one just saw more people perish. You're absolutely right. You know, unfortunately, the criminal cabal that has been in control of our government and so many other governments throughout the world, uh, they have it down pat when it comes to false flags. Uh, they know exactly how to manipulate an event, and they know exactly how to orchestrate it and do it for maximum impact. Thanks again, Matt Couch, for another cookie. R.C. Anderson dropped two cookies as well. Uh, Frank Staint said, uh, five by five, Debbie. Dr. Hoffman dropped a can. R.C. Anderson dropped another cookie. Frank Staint dropped three more cookies. Thank you, buddy. Dr. Hoffman with another cookie. Frank again. R.C. Anderson again. Insight Gino with a can. Steve 0861 dropped a cookie. Mr. Spock dropped one as well. R.C. Anderson once more. Uncensored Abe dropped some shades and he says, take time for yourself this weekend. Promise. I promise you, uh, Lisa and I are going to go to the beach tomorrow as long as it's not raining. And then on Sunday, I am going to meet up with some family that lives down here that I haven't seen since we moved down. And then Anita BJ one more time with the uh, uh, the cookie. Uh, what does this say? Two Rivers, did you know that you can gold pill post-produced episodes, podcasts, and memes on fellow postings? Yeah, you guys can drop gold pills on any post on the Foxhole. I also want to give a big thank you to Matt1776. I saw him in the chat out there. Uh, oops. And then one more time to the watcher drop two, two, two. And then Switchrod says easy explanation of the drowned Arkansas woman, redneck yoga block and redneck electric paddleboard. Ooh, man. Uh, thank you very much for that, buddy. And thank you to everybody out there. Appreciate y'all being here tomorrow night. I'm going to be back at, uh, 9 PM. For another episode of Red Pill News on Saturday Night Livestream, let me tell you, Mitchell Gerber, Mitchell Gerber is going to be the guest. He is the uh, the man who's living near communist China, exposing all of the Uyghur concentration camps and the human rights abuses of the Chinese Communist Party. 
and their uh, authoritarian government. So be here tomorrow night for uh, for that interview. Uh, Mitchell is a fascinating guy. He knows more about this subject than anybody else I've ever met. He's been on the show before, but there was a long time ago, back when I was still on YouTube. So it's going to be a pleasure to speak with him. Don't forget, I have sent Sunday off, and then Monday I am going to be doing a regular episode of Red Pill News, and then also my interview with uh, um, Peter Tickton, who is President Trump's lawyer. I can't believe I can say that out loud on the air. It's pretty cool. That interview will be coming out probably around 5 p.m. All right, you guys, I love you all. DJ's right. Good luck, God bless, and we'll see you tomorrow. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.